Welcome to the Boys of the Golden Throne. Wow, you really sound like the guy from uh, Glow right now. Like what? The guy from Glow. From Have you not seen Glow? Oh, the Netflix thing? Yeah. No, I haven't. You sound like the announcer from Glow right now. Like isn't that a... Hardcore. That's about ch- chick wrestling, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Sweet. All you're right. Gonna, you're going to watch that one day and you're going to be like, oh my God, I do sound like that guy. when I, just, I sound that like that episode. guy on that one episode we yeah. did of Bocce T. Exactly. So Bocce. weird. Bocce T. Well, it's, uh, we've got my lovely co-host John here. Hey. And as always, or most of the time, I'm AJ. And welcome back to our wonderful podcast. Except for when he's uh, not AJ, when he's cross-dressing on the streets at night. And he's known as... CJ. CJ. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, what are we we doing this week, Johnny? Well, we are... um, We're going to do our regular old uh, hobby progress, uh, shame progress, etc. And then we are going to, I believe, move on to a special... uh, terrain portion of the episode with uh, oh yes the very very powerful tim from i have horse podcast and uh david coleman from uh in- invested, invested painting, painting yeah. and taking a furex fame and then um <clears throat> i think we're going to be going over a very special uh players pack for our upcoming titanicus event where we will uh watch titans dock Doc. Together. Do we have special rules for that? Have you written some? I'm I'm working on it, man. (laughs) All right. Well, you better uh, draft those up before we get to that part of the show. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So uh, we will be back here in a second for our hobby and shame progress. Our tutor, who art in Nottingham, Duncan be thy name. Our paints be thinned, our layers be smooth, on plastic as it is on resin. Give us this day our daily tip, and forgive us our poor edge highlighting. As we forgive those who bring unpainted armies, lead us not into math hammer, but fully closed armies. All praise, Null Noyle. And welcome back to the shame section. Oh, hobby. There's hobby, too. There's, hobby. There's actually more hobby than shame. There's we're only not, shame, really, for me. But... We don't need to, like, make it all about the shame. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we could. if we. Maybe we should just get more religious on this podcast and... No. Okay, I take Has it back. Has your heart accepted baby Jesus Christ? <laughs> no, just Horace. Well, good. 
because that's how it's supposed to be. You're like, okay, good. We're done this section. Moving on. (laughs) So uh, maybe I'll go first on this one, Johnny. Um, So I have been, it's been kind of um, specialist game focused for me. Um, As I said on the last episode, I'm absolutely screwed on my shame. I've just accepted (laughs) That and John is now going to start thinking about what both Teo and I will do at the next event because both of us are going to be in the shame hole. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that's a little uh, homework for you, I think. But, uh, yeah, so basically I've been doing a bunch of work on Titanicus. I uh, finally go – I should have brought them in here so I could show them off to you. But I got um, the washes done on – my two warhounds so they're now the uh, trim yeah just doing the trim and then like a little bit of the inside edge of the panel just to make it pop a little bit more and the what that does like in between not having it and then having it is just like holy so now the only thing i need to do on those is i'm just gonna do really light silver detail work like a couple like really minor edge highlights on some like, you know, knee pads and stuff like that, maybe pull out a couple of the rivets, but then I'm going to hold off doing any more work on them except for the bases because I've heard that when the Titan Titan Death supplement comes out in January that mm-hmm. not all the same week, but over those next month or so, we're going to be getting um, transfer sheets for all of the Legios that yeah. are out, like the big ones. Like awesome. uh, you've seen the preview for... The Mortis. Mortis, yeah. Yeah, so going to have something as well for uh, Legio Astrum. So I'm going to hold off. Maybe I'll throw transfers on, like, one of the Warhounds just to play around oh, with it. A- your Astrum, not gr- 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 Grafanicus yeah, or whatever. Yeah, Astrum. Okay. So I just kind of don't want to jump the gun and just, you know, transfer all of them up um, before that comes out. And then then maybe we can do a little weathering class. You can show me some, some of your skills. I don't you've... know if I have any skills. But... Well, your your the weathering you did on your uh, on your Mechanicum looks pretty good to me. For sure, I need to brush up on those skills myself because I didn't use uh, pigments to set that stuff. Oh, what did I, you I use? Just, I just sprayed over it with. Uh, oh, with the airbrush. With uh, no, with the sealer, and it's it changes the effect. Oh, okay. So I actually do need to learn myself a little Proper. bit. Well, that, you know but... what we need to do is we need to talk to Steve Bryce. Who that? Steve came over here for one of our mega games, like probably two or three years ago around my birthday. Okay. And he was a Blood Angel player. Oh, okay. He is, well, we talked about Steve with Tim when we were talking about Necromunda Train. Tim knew, like, Steve's name from all the stuff that he's been posting on the Necromunda model uh, builder or model maker page oh, really? on Facebook. And oh. we're just like, yeah, that, that dude's in our area. Right? Oh, <laughs> wow. like, oh man. So yeah, I, he just, the stuff that he's doing is amazing. So I should maybe, maybe we can, we can rope him into doing a, a little hobby day with mm. us and show him, that would be show sweet. us some skills, yeah, get, yeah. get Eric in, in on that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, mostly just been working on Titanicus. So I've started, I've got some of the bases that I'm working on here for John to take a peek at. And they look awesome. So I went down to BC Hobbies and Shavers, which is an amazing brick and mortar store we have here in Victoria. Um, that's basically, I guess they're more of like a, 
a traditional model store and like train yeah, hobby, hobby shop. It's awesome. So they've got a whole bunch of pl- different plastic card that you can buy. And I got this one that's all uh, cratered. So I've been cutting those out, sticking them on the bases, using some green stuff and There's some pubic hair in this one. Shh. <laughs> Is there really? It's yeah. probably. It's oh. probably from your hot date last night. Yeah, that's de- definitely was, definitely uh, a few. Something to that. To you that know what that is? That's my red beard hair. Yeah, that's yeah, I'm sure it's your beard. Yeah, hair. beard hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've seen my Nurgle with all of the with all of like the um, the swamp grass and stuff coming out of the bases. Yeah, yeah, you think that's really grass? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I yeah, think like when I first got that plastic card, um, you know set or whatever and i started playing and i'm like oh i don't know if this is really gonna work but i think what i've done is just take cutouts of them glue them down and then put some green stuff around them and put some of the texture paint around to cover up the smoothness of the green stuff and when you get paint on this yeah exactly so those have been coming along originally i didn't think that i was going to get them done for the titanicus event but i'd like to at least get um, all of those guys that I'm taking. So it looks like I'm probably going to end up taking um, the Axman Maniple. Okay. So that's the, that's the one Warlord, one. two Reavers, yeah. and two Warhounds. Yeah. And I think that's basically... Seems like the way to go for most people. Yeah, that's going to be my list for the event. So trying to get all those bases done, and you know that's my focus right now, is just get all that stuff nice and clean. Because... Nice. I want, I want to be, I want to look hot for that I want to dance with somebody. Yeah, and see? Now you're starting to get a little tail in you. You got to start singing more. whole lot of tail in me if you catch my breath. Whoa, all right. Uh, too much information. So, uh, I said on the last uh, episode that I, uh, I ordered a battle foam case for uh, the Titanicus stuff. Yep. I actually, they contacted me like a couple days later and be like, yeah, so you're an idiot and you didn't do your math properly because <laughs> you, they always say like, okay, if there's a two inch battle foam tray, when you're adding, doing your math to add up, they never include the quarter inch sheet that the tray is like on. Yeah. So you have to add a quarter inch to every single sheet or every single tray that you get. And I like must've messed up my math and I was a half inch over. So I kept like trying to figure out, okay, what tray can I swap out to bring this down? I just couldn't figure it out. So I ended up switching from foam and I went and I ordered the Magna Racks. Whoa. For battle foam? For battle foam. I didn't know they had that. Huh? Yeah, so it's like a table war case, basically, Crazy. but you know, for battle foam. So I've got that. I you know, I've actually got a few extra trays that will be won't be able to fit in into the case once i get it all set up for titanicus so but it will have enough space that i could also put another small little hobby project in there as well which i'll get to in a second so basically what i did is i got this so i can take everything to uh war gamers camp next year yeah is my main purpose of it and just to hide it away from from the wife so she doesn't get too bothered by all of my models yeah um, so yeah, along with that, I picked up like a whole bunch of like a hundred magnets, the little size to oh, do nice. all the bases. Um, and then I've also been thinking about picking up a whole bunch more and I've been waiting to do this, to talk to you about it, to see if you want to do it. Cause I need to do a ball quarter is to magnetize the terminals. Oh yeah. 
So you can get we I think it was like I priced it yesterday. I think if we like both spent like ten or fifteen bucks, we could magnetize them. Yeah, that'd be cool. So I hey, have I have a bunch of small small magnets. Um, they need to be like work. two mils. Like they need to be really yeah, small. Okay. So I also there's a bunch of different ways that you can do it. The one guy that I was asking online, he did his by getting like a whole bunch of finish nails from mm, like okay. and then he cut the stems off. I'm trying to think of ways you could do this. It wouldn't be that hard. No, he really cut he just hard. cut the top off, so it's just the head of the nail yeah. and glued those to the bottom. Okay. And then yeah. just basically yeah. magnetized all the uh, the little whatever icons or magnets in the actual in the actual like holes. No, not in the holes. In the um, I'm really describing this poorly. The, the terminal. <laughs> the, marker? Yeah, the terminal marker. He magnetized that, but just put the head of the nail on the terminal, so that way you didn't need okay. two magnets. You just needed one. Yeah. And then but, other... the, but the magnets are in the little holes. No, the magnet is on, in in the icon, the... and then the nail oh. is on the card. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, okay. yeah, that makes sense. That and then sense. I think he also put like a plastic wrap down to hold all the nails in place. So then they're also kind of waterproof, quote unquote. I'm mm. using bunny yeah, ears. Yeah, we should here. do a hobby day and just do all that and once and just do them all. Yeah, just go crazy and do them. That's that the kind of should be really cool. That's the kind of hobby day though. I don't think we could drink. You could drink you, to like a reasonable a reasonable level. level. <laughs> But that's not, dude, like, did I, Dude, did I tell you that my fucking magnets finally showed up my Porphyrion? Holy fuck. Finally. Good. So they finally How showed up. And then oh, the it's because ones, this And then strike. the ones that I originally ordered. No, dude, this has, like, been four months. What? I'm not even kidding. And then this, and then a week later, the ones that, the replacement ones that I ordered showed up. <laughs> that, I, that, were, that were shipped out a month and a half after. Whoa! Yeah. Those got lost, and, and so they're really, really, the really strong. Of... But they're cheap Chinese magnets, and like they're I noticed breaking. right away, two of them broke. Uh... So now I'm like, I have a million of them, like whatever. <laughs> but I just have to be careful when I put them in because they'll they'll snap up. You but you know you could really also do strong. what I've done before. I did this with some of my um, my old Eldar stuff with the bigger magnets for my uh, Wraith Knights. Yeah, is put some of the hard coat. Um, like a you know, layer of it? A couple layers. Yeah. Because it's basically just gives a little plastic. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. It gives it like a little bit of a Gives it a little, a little cushion for the pushing. Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I need to figure out how I'm going to do them still. But yeah, I was I just thought it was hilarious thinking of magnets. I figured I should. I've had I've had a similar situation where just like something got stuck in the mail and I was just oh like God. contact them like dude it's been like three months like come on just send me something new and then like the next day <laughs> the yeah thing is and it up. really feels like that's what always happens too it's like and every time that's happened to me it's like oh it shows up like a week after I contact them. But this time it was two months after I contacted them. Three, actually two and a half months. Okay. And it was so old that I could no longer open up any and uh, a PayPal or an eBay claim. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, well, I guess that was that was that ten bucks <laughs> yeah. wasted or whatever. Like, well, at know. least it was only ten bucks. No, totally, right? it was very cheap. So yeah. No. But yeah. Cool. So then, what else have I been doing here? Um, so I've been talking with Eric a lot, and Eric has. Twisted my rubber arm, and at, between him and Tim, I've gotten into Necromunda. <laughs> you have a problem. I've got a problem. Well, Necromunda was like one. Necromunda and Battlefleet Gothic were like I always played Warhammer. That was the first game I got into. Get into this hobby, but then once those hit, like when I was a kid, 
I didn't have money to buy a whole army, right? So once the fleet started coming out and like a gang, it's like, oh man, I can just get this one gang and then I'm pretty much set. So I, those were like my go-to gangs. And mm-hmm. I've been I've been on the fence about Necromunda since it came out. And I've just the way that it was released, I'm like, I'm not I'm not gonna get into a game where I need to have five books to be able to properly play yeah. it. So I've just been biding my time until this new rule book dropped which came out two weeks ago and has everything together and i'm like okay so i'll wait till then and then i'll see so i picked it up and like i should show you some of the pictures that i was sending to eric when i'm like get home with the book and crack it open and like the first page is just like a forge world book no it's a games workshop one but it's really well put together like way better than the titanicus one is put together um but just like the first page is just a map of necromunda and I sent Eric a picture just being like, I've been looking at this one page for the first, like, for 15 minutes or something right. like that. And I haven't even got to the rules. I'm, like, so hooked on this game. And he's like, yes, this is awesome. Can and then use I use the Black Fortress stuff in it? Oh, you totally could. Can you, like... There's no nothing official, but there's all these new rules like that are coming out. You can use chaos. You can do a cultist kind of army, so... Okay. Yeah, there's... I was like, I, I just want to do, like, an army that's just, like, three Chaos Space Marines that just, like, fucking... You can't like, do Space Marines. Everything, that'd be so badass. Just, yeah. Like, three guys. You could like... do cultists, but... Yeah. So, anyway, like, I'm looking at this map for, like, 10, 15 minutes, and then flip it over, and it's just this cross-section through a spire, where it's, like, pointing out what all the different things on, and I just, like lose my mind and just like send him a picture just being like oh my god like i'm on i'm on like page two and i'm just losing my shit so i'm like 100 percent locked in i'm i'm thinking going the the cowdor uh route which are these they're basically like fanatics they'd be very much at home in a word bears you know fleet they're just like poor like you know slaves living like deep down in the in the underhive and i'm basically gonna do this theme with you can have bomb rats so you're like <laughs> your dude can like attach grenades to a rat and he's like train them so you do like a roll to see if the rat will listen to you and then you can move the rat in like six inches and if it comes within an inch of any friendly Sounds or like enemy unit lines. yeah it blows up totally but if you fail your roll to see if it listens to you, it will just scatter in D6 inches. So, like, you could very easily, like, blow, blow yourself, yourself up, up which I love. Fine. So, yeah, I've, I've been diving into, like, the all the lore and everything like that. And yeah. I'm just, like, I think right now where I'm at, like, I've, I haven't played any game. Like, when was the last time I played a Heresy game? Have we played since I got back from Heresy Camp? Or have we just played Titanicus? Like, we might have had one Harris again. Maybe one. I can't remember. Yeah, so it's just been really hard for me to find, you know, three-plus hours to commit to a game. So, And I know that Eric and he's got a couple guys that are, like, in an apartment building right on the other side of my street here. So might be able to get a couple more, you know, loose games in there. And then with my Battle Foam, I do have enough space that I could have a little shelf for all my necromunda so this new battle foam case is going to be my like specialist games case just so which guys did you say you're gonna play they're called uh Cowdor. here i'll pull them up really quickly here for some awesome radio i really like those uh those ones with the hoods and like dyes yeah the new so the sick. new guys so these so and I, I forget the name of those but these guys are like oh, okay. 
kind of slave, kind of, you know, just dirtbags. They're pretty dope. They've One of the guys got, like, a huge crossbow that just fires huge, like, missiles at people. A Rambo fucking yeah. C4-tipped crossbow. Yeah, this dude right here. Pretty, pretty, pretty badass. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. that. I think that's going to be a, a small little project that I pick away at. And, like, just the I, like the, the thing that I loved about Necromundo when I, was, uh, when I was a kid was just the ongoing campaign. And just to be able, and, you know, we're going to try to do that with uh, 30, 30K. But just to try something different and, you know, something different to paint. Just a couple guys and paint, sure. paint up some rats. Yeah, and it's one of those games, you know, it's like, and I mean, this, you can say this for anything, and then it always turns into a bigger project. <laughs> but, like, it seems like a game that you don't need to own a lot for. No, I would say if players. if anything I need to buy more for this game, it would be more terrain. But I want to do that anyway to expand the Mechanicus table. you need more terrain, man. What is this? Isn't it played on 4x4? Four four? Uh, it can be 4x4 four four or 6x4, uh, but I, you I want dense. Like well, yeah, but I feel like if you're 4x4, like, you have enough to make a very dense table. I guess you're right. Yeah. I still want more, John. You know me. <laughs> so, and then the last thing that I've done here is I did a trip over to Vancouver the other weekend and mm, yeah, made a little stop by the stop Spire. Pictures. I'm so jealous. Dude, it is so awesome. What Brendan and Trevor set up there is so... I'm so excited to check that out. Dude, you are going to lose your shit when you see the amount of train that they have. I just want to bring, like... All my stuff. Like, I just want to bring like 4,000 points and just throw down with somebody hardcore, like Grognard style on that. (laughs) So, they have. I sent you some of the pictures, but like, they. I think Brendan said that they bought like a thousand dollars worth of the new city terrain. Yeah, I saw like pictures of all the frames. And oh my god, like the pieces that they've built, they've built the big pieces now. And I would say they're like two and a half feet tall. Jesus. And they want to do, like, a full, dense table like that. That's awesome. Um, So that they can use it for Necromunda. You know, they've been having this ongoing Necromunda campaign. So, like, seeing that as well, like, one, Eric has just been, like, you know, prodding me slowly, like, for months. And then Tim with his damn um, Necromunda podcast, the gang war things that he's been doing and then now meeting you know getting to know brendan more and knowing what they're doing over there with necromunda it's just like okay it's time so yeah we need to get over there for for a game i ran yeah. when i was there cam was uh was there as well who came over for the royal flush he was the iron uh iron hands player okay yeah. if you recall him yeah. uh so him and brendan were playing a game and uh they had some guys there playing 40k and Another guy that was painting, you know, the full, like, mm. paint setup. So, yeah, we're, we're going to have to get over there in the new year. Yeah. And uh, they've got this ongoing campaign. I don't know if you, if Brendan sent you the... Yeah, 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 I saw it. So it's the alternate heresy, yeah. and it's, like, it's all Centurion. And so it's basically the... What that means is, like, you can play... You're making up your own heresy. So yeah. if you're Sons of Horus, you don't have to just play Loyalist. You can play whoever yeah. you want. And I think it's going to end... It's ending, I think, in May. I oh, could yeah. be wrong on that, but the last game is going, or the last like weekend, they're planning on doing an event where it's like all of this campaign is all Centurion, yeah. but the last one is going to be Centurion with Primarchs. So oh, I think it would be cool if we could try to get over there f- before that and maybe make it over for that last mm. last game if we can. We'll see. Yeah. 
I won't lie. If I'm going there, I don't just want to play fucking Centurion, though. I want to play, like, a big game. Well, yeah, you could pay. You could I play. I these tables. I want to bring a big No, no, that's, I'm, I'm sure that's possible. But you could also, you know, get oh, into the into, into the yeah. campaign as yeah, well and get, sure. get some... Uh, Get some of your short shorts in there. Mm. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty much it for uh, for me on the hobby side of things. Um, mostly like we're coming up to the holidays. We've got some plans for a little holiday year in review recording, and I'm hoping to do a whole bunch of hobby over over the holidays, mostly Titanicus-wise, and get my stuff all geared up for yeah. our event. So think, uh, for this holiday year-end review, think, like, uh, chestnuts roasting over an open fire, think whiskey and eggnog, think Christmas hats, think, like... Ugly sweaters. Cozy, ugly sweaters, think John and AJ cozied up on a couch together... And, and maybe, and maybe a, a very jolly man with a superb voice, yeah, singing voice. So, so we may have our closest analog to Santa Claus on. We might. Um, yeah, so that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I am too. I mean, We're going to have to stock up on get some real <laughs> Things might get a little tipsy. <laughs> might, yeah. It's going to be whiskey. It's going to be eggnog. It'll probably, probably be beer. John's just going to get one of those beer helmets and just stick like... Two cart nog. two cartons of nog in <laughs> oh, either <God>. side, <laughs> or just like so one nog and one rum yeah. or whiskey, yeah. and just like oh, the blend is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. What about uh, what have you been up to there, Gianni? Yeah, so I haven't done much. Um, or Westy, I should say. Westy, uh, what have I done? I've read like a tiny bit of. can't even remember it so oh yeah i was i've read like a little bit of the con primark book oh yeah it's actually pretty decent so far cool i find you've like, read all of them haven't you all the no Primarchs. i've I, i've been cherry picking a lot of them but i've they're so hit or miss that i don't i'm not gonna listen to them unless i hear like good things because there's some that are just shit and they're well some people there it's interesting with those books because i hear some people that like love them and well, then the same person will talk was about going on about the Perturaba book and how bad it was, I was like, I was a little blown away because I was like, dude, the to me the Perturaba book is fucking awesome. We should we should get Scott on here to just I love, I love that bitch, on. you guys bitch it out, and I'll just sit back and eat popcorn. Well, and I, <laughs> I I think I could get it from the perspective of like if you were really into that Primark because it's like it, it does portray him as an extremely flawed character, but it also portrays him. I think I feel like that's the character that I've always assumed he was, where he's just like a little bit fucking crazy. Shots fired. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it's not bad. It's uh, I am so excited for book eight because oh, not, yeah. we're getting demons and we're getting blood angels and I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm equally excited for those. We're getting possessed marines, which I'm... I'm per- that's probably what I'm actually most excited about because my son's a horse. I'm going to get a bunch of fucking possessed Marines. But Yeah, will they get the Lupercal in this book? Lupercal will be later. Yeah. They've said they're not coming in this book. They're not? Book. Okay. No, but we will get possessed Marines, which, can, which will hold me over until I get the real thing. So You're but, just going to get that book. It's going to arrive in the mail, and you're just going to like get up and just open the box, smell it, and then turn to Dino and just be like, 
I'll be in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually buy it. It might actually be a, a black book that I buy at launch. Oh, I'm buying it the know. day it comes out. It would I'm be the first that one that I've, ever, that I've ever done that with. That you've ever purchased yeah. it right away. But yeah, the yeah. fact that I actually like have one of the black books now, and I'm like, okay, it's actually worth having these, even if it doesn't have a bunch of rules that appeal to me. It's like, there's a bunch of like fluff that's really cool, yeah. Okay, so here's a question for you. Book 8 arrives... It's sitting on your desk in front of you right now. Mm-hmm. What is the first thing that you look at? Are you going to be a good so boy and open gonna, it to page one? Primarchs. You're going to go straight to oh, Primarchs? I'm, I'm hardcore. Like, yeah, I'll be like right straight, straight to Primarchs. So to Sanguinius? I want to Sanguinius. Okay. And because, he, because he has a direct rival or rivalry with Horus, and I'm very excited to see what his rules actually look like. So Because you know we're going to be having lots of games where there's Sanguinius. And oh, yeah, for fight, sure. Right? Like... And then um, and the con as well. Like, that's what I was just saying earlier. It's like, there is, like, almost nothing known about the con. And rules-wise, he is such a blank, like... Slate. They can kind of do anything yeah. with him. They could. They can give him a bunch of charge bonuses. I think it's very unlike. He's not going to get a jab. It'll be. He. He really. Like, I don't know. That, it, I, it, I think it will be interesting to see what they do with him. Like, I think I could see it as maybe they like do something similar to what they did with Russ where they don't, they make like an add on to the model. So maybe like he's on some sort of scenic base, right. And then you can buy a separate jet bike. That's like an add on of war gear that then can attach to that. there's There's never a book that even mentions him on a bike. This is true. Yeah, that's a good point. He, he has a he has a Land Raider as his main steed, which in this game will don't bring actual fun. fluff into the conversation. Well, I mean, they it's have just the, like the beard conversation be all over though. again I, with Russ. I'm really interested to see though. I I'm I'm expecting huge charge bonuses. Yeah, expecting that his Terminators will be very similar to uh, um, Phoenix Guard. Oh yeah, I have some char- bonus on the charge. Yeah, kind of I know yep. they'll have big pikes the same way the phoenix guard too right um but yeah i'm excited and and i'm really excited about demons because i i really like it when they that's, do that's what i'm going to first and and i know i know a lot about the way that they're supposed to be handling demons because i've followed this stuff really closely i have a i have a concept of like all the different um styles of demons that they're gonna have right but actually seeing the rules like totally and honestly for a long time, I've just thought that the you know forty k demons work in thirty k to a degree, but I think they're way out of whack. Like, I in, oh, in just st- terms of the rules, statistically and rules yeah, wise, yeah. they just don't really like. When you look at greater demons, it's like they did this really weird thing where the last book where they just buffed their initiatives and their weapon skills up really high. Yeah, the last seventh uh, edition yeah. codex. You mean yeah? And I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them more like okay we we're going to bring them down like, like those stats down so that they're like, they're like more, more, more reasonable when you're yeah. comparing them to Primarchs, but then have them like have fucking tons of wounds and like, well, know, say, like, yeah, from like the way, from what we've heard from, you know, the, um, Forge World Opens and, and things like that, like that they start very strong yeah and then they slowly get weaker like yeah. that i just love that sounds idea and i cool. and it's gonna be a hard thing to balance and i hope totally. it's not a complete mess but yeah I, it sounds fucking cool as shit it just sounds like, so different too like something it, that's just gonna yeah. be totally different than anything else that's on the well, table they're, they're probably gonna be the answer this sort of equivalent to custodes in a way right they're gonna be the sort of like they're gonna be very close combat they're gonna be very like different yeah meta wise um 
And it also, you know, part of it is like it'll be exciting to see because it gives you an idea of what, hey, what's dark mechanic I'm going to be like. You'll get a little hint. Maybe, that. yeah. You know, you'll get a tiny hint. Just just with how they approach the rules, you get a little, you know. Just a little Book taste. nine is what I'm really excited about. Yeah. Obviously. No, but, I know. <laughs> but yeah. You're going to be um, waiting a while, man. No, for sure. I don't think, I think you're going to be waiting until 2020 on that yeah. one. But uh, yeah, so other than that, I. Um, I did uh, finish up a Dread Claw. So I've had, I, I own two Dread Claws right now, like actual Dread Claws, not just like my fucking. Not your flipped upside lame, down. Flipped upside down. They're ones. not lame. They're, They're lame get now, you now that, now that you've got claws. a real one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I painted up in just Aaron colors. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, them. it looks um, awesome, man. Yeah. So, I haven't seen it in the flesh, but from the picture that you sent it's me, not, it you know, really It's good. not like incredible, but I think in the flesh it looks pretty good. Uh, I want to see it that. in the flesh because I want to see how you approached um, doing your shades and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the shades was I had a hard time with. and, and I, Is there a lot of thinking before spraying on that one? Of there just... wasn't enough thinking. That's what happened. <laughs> okay. I did it in the wrong order, and the second, the, my next one will look better okay. because I will do it in a different order. Are you going to do the second one in Just Darren as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet. And then, so... My my next on the docket for my Sons of Horus will be I have well I have two Volkite guys I need to finish because I have I have eight Volkite Marines painted in that one squad and I just and I keep Chargers or yeah Chargers oh but I just need, I, I just got... need to finish those other two guys so you've got the Culverins and the Chargers I just have Chargers you... I, or I, oh, oh I have both yeah I have heavy support Volkite but yeah, then yeah. I have like the I oh I didn't know you got those I've, I've used I've used them with on you before really. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, I use them like every game for a while because they're fun as hell. Maybe a little bit too much they're, of the long in, uh, bottom leaf in my diet there, Mark, John. They're in Mark, Mark Three armor. <laughs> the one guy has a power fist. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But they're uh, they're they're pretty dope. So I got to finish those two guys. I played your Sons of Horus in I, I'm, a year. I'm, I'm gonna be back on. Like I've I've been thinking about them a little bit, and that's why I did the Dread Claw because right. we're gonna do this. This this campaign thing, yeah, in the new year, and the Dread Claw was like, I really like the models, and like, and I was like, okay, I need to get one done because this is going to be something I need to use in the campaign, and right? I, you know, and so the next on my docket for my Sons of Horus will be the second Dread Claw, which will also be in Just Aaron colors, and then I'm going to take one of my Mark II B Land Raiders and I'm going to paint it in Just Aaron colors okay. as well. I just had a, a little thought here: mm. is that because probably by the time that we start to do the first game mm -hmm. i won't have my alpha legion done i can tell you that yeah. and all of those dread claws that are sitting on the shelf are still going to be black yeah so we could write a narrative to begin with that like you're doing this drop assault kind of thing on some factory or some comms station cool. to as the first strike or something That'd be pretty cool yeah we can we can put a hole in that one and yeah, come back like to a it. three thousand point fucking drop drop mm. on list that would be pretty cool yeah 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 okay yeah that would be dope um but yeah so i'm excited about that my sort of like longer term plan for my sons of horses uh you know i have i have four land raiders i want to paint one of them up like just aaron mm -hmm. colors and then one is already painted and the other ones will just be in the green and then uh, which one are you, you what about your achilles Achilles will be in green. They'll be green. Okay, yeah. yep. just because it won't it won't have first company in it. Um, and then I enough. think I think down the line I'm definitely gonna get a second Spartan, 
And oh I'm, yeah, and I'm gonna paint that one in just Aaron colors. When That'd I be, when I yeah, have this okay. scheme down, I'm gonna do like a real like this is Horace's, and I'll I'll make it look all I'll put spikes on it and shit, and make it look. But all some, crazy. you should get some actual like <clears throat> small chain, some dead bodies. Tune, yeah, totally. Oh yeah, I'll totally fucking just make it super super dark. Yeah, I want it to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. I was I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, and the other thing I've also also decided is like I'm definitely getting a fire raptor. Oh yeah, yeah, because. I want one. I just keep seeing pictures of them when I watched a battle report with some the other day, and I was like, God damn it, if I had a fire raptor, I'd actually get some use out of my storm eagle, too. I almost, when I was at the spire, I, like, almost made Brendan's fire raptor fall off the stand to oh, crush Jesus. the models that were underneath, <laughs> and it was just like, <gasps> moment. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, so, um, feeling... Feeling feeling good about getting that done because you know uh, I have a lot of Titanic stuff I need to do now. Yeah. Like, um, I'm I'll be honest, I don't think my Titanic is going to be done for. for well, we've already we've always said that it, this is yeah totally. not going to be. I'll probably get the base coats done, but the trim will be done, and like, but the I do have to get the train done. I'm I'm really struggling right now with the train because I still don't know what colors I want to do it. I want to do it in like kind of a mechanicum red, but I need I want to use spray spray cans to sort of get the base the basics on it there's uh, a really good video that i will forward to you that david posted about rattle can spraying okay he he posted this video it was for all this um z like mdfcm terrain like the stuff my brother's working on so he posted that and i sent it to my brother like right away being like do this (laughs) and i'm gonna do a similar thing dude your brother's zm table looks insane i know i was like totally underestimating what that was gonna look like i saw the pictures you put up and i was like good eh fucking hell all the little terminals and stuff like that looks better than our shit garrett garrett right now is just like yes alex yeah he's like i can't wait for you to finish that board because i want to play on it so bad around him yeah yeah they're both in ottawa man so yeah i've hooked them up and uh super cool man yeah garrett's guy man his hobby's going strong i saw pictures he got a he already bought a fell blade and a falchion and a something else and the fell blade's already painted and looks awesome it's like a gorgeous sweet gorgeous uh death guard one and he's gonna do up the the falchion and death guard colors as well i was like damn dude nice well we're gonna have garrett on um it'll probably be in the new year but he's uh i was talking to him the other day about uh he wants to pop on to talk about the event that's coming in uh, the ottawa area so we're we're gonna have him on to uh do a little spiel about that powerful garrett and his heresy uh yeah, he was yeah. he was telling me he's like I don't have confirmation yet for June, but I'm working working hard on it. Yeah, yeah. So fingers crossed yeah. that we'll see Garrett again. I actually remembered I do have one other thing for hobby, and then we can shut this down and move on. But um, this will come out. Oh, let's see. This is gonna come out soon. Okay, so I'm gonna say something, Carter. If you're listening and you haven't opened your present. I want you to plug your ears or fast forward for the next few seconds. So I ordered thirty seconds. I ordered some Forge World for my brother for Christmas. Jesus. I got him for Secret Santa. Got him some stuff to get his Space Wolves on the go. Wow. I won't say what I paid or what what I got him to keep it a little bit secret. I ordered it on Sunday. We are recording on Thursday now. It was delivered to my brother's house on Wednesday. So. They so are, he doesn't know what it is? He doesn't know what it is. It's underneath his tree, but it's oh, three, okay. da- three days. Wow. 
from Easy. so it was shipped on Monday and they arrived on so this is the other thing and we haven't talked about this but they stuck with the 150 bucks for, for shipping. shipping it makes it a lot which is a like, lot more reasonable uh, that was like the the number one thing when they did the price change I was like you fuckers need to do that because if you're gonna tell us that they're close it's so close by and it's a boon like and then how I, is it so I, one thing I will say before drilled is like hey thumbs up to that totally absolutely that needed to happen and and it has and that's good no and, and like I'm still this isn't me saying like you know this means that the price increase is worth it I, it's not what I'm saying all I'm saying is that Hey, well, at least they're they're delivering on that the, the service That's has nice. the service has nice. improved. So no one, no one to me can argue on that yeah. point. And considering that we're just getting out of a major Canada wide postal strike, yeah. that it it got still delivered in three days, I think is pretty yeah, sure. pretty awesome. So I will maybe leave it at that. You can take that with you know salt or no salt. I'll leave that up to you, fair listener. But uh, let us shut down on the hobby and shame progress and i don't know should we should we kick it over to past john and aj and tim and david or should we come back and talk about our titanicus event johnny uh let's kick it off to uh tim and uh david all right we can talk about our titanic so then we will shoot it over to past aj and john and get ready for our new break sound break sound And welcome back to the Bot GT. We are here to talk a little terrain, and we have some special guests. We've got, first, the powerful David Komen coming back for his, I think, third time now on the show. Always uh, always glad to have you. And Oh, sorry. Glad to be here. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off there. Dinner. <laughs> and, uh, and then we have, very early in the morning for him, and in the future, we've got Tim from the Eye of Horus podcast. Say what's going on, Tim. Uh, g'day, mate. How's it going? <laughs> it's going well, man. Any, uh, any day that we can, uh, I can get you two gentlemen to talk terrain with uh, John and I is... Uh, <laughs> Is an awesome, awesome day for us. So, yeah, we we want yeah. to have uh, another talk about terrain because we're always thinking about terrain and thinking about future events and what kind of cool boards we can build. And I just got back from Heresy Camp, seeing all of Ryan Kimmel's amazing tables, which uh, which Tim, you've seen some of those. You've been to to his yep, house, yep, right? Yep. <laughs> seen the layer. Yeah, I've, yep, yep. I've ridden in a truck with them. And I've uh, slept like not many meters away from them. Uh, did you t- like you should have gotten a little locket of beard and just have a little <laughs> little ribbon around just trim, it? Just trim some like uh, greenery off some of his his uh, tra- his twenty eight mil trees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. Yeah. Occasionally, you know, open up a box in your hobby room and just smell it. Like yeah, <sighs> and like one of those little lockets that has like a little bit of his blood in it. That you guys carry. <laughs> a little vial, <laughs> a little vial of blood. I think that's what the mosquitoes have <laughs> currently from uh, from Heresy Camp. He's gonna but... milk the mosquitoes from yeah. Heresy Camp. Oh yeah. So, yeah, somebody will like. Hopefully, one of those mosquitoes will get like uh, caught in some amber, 
<clears throat> and then in, in like 20,000 years, uh, or yeah. I don't know how long Amber like, takes to make, but some aliens or some shit, some android race that we create and go out of, goes, goes out of control and forgets about about us. To like find one of those mosquitoes and get its get its blood and recreate a camel, and they'll just be like, hey, "How's it going? How's it going? Stop building guys... some terrain now, yeah. okay?" <laughs> and then just like stop building terrain. I don't know why I do a high pitched voice to Ryan because well, you'd like, be a child just... at that point. It'd probably oh, be that's like true. A... Yeah, yeah. And exactly. you'd have a yeah, full you'd grown still beard. have a beard though. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Still have a beard. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, after seeing all of Camel's boards and and everything, I'm I'm once again jazzed about terrain. And thought that uh, we'd have you two fine gentlemen on because, uh, you know, David, you were just like a powerhouse on Facebook last year, just pumping out stuff for the taking of Ferex. And Tim, like you're you've been pumping out all this uh, custom made terrain out of the craziness that is your mind. And so <laughs> John here is like he's finally fit you know assembled two huge armies and i've been peer pressuring him into putting together like a full board like you've got a, a table and you've got terrain but so th- wait, wait, wait so this is like an, an intervention basically it is like, kind of like an intervention yeah a terrain a terrain i, I just i just sort of i've wanted to start a table for a long time but then i always get sidetracked by you did get the actual models. Yeah, it was and then, Mechanicum. And I got completely so. sidetracked by Mechanicum hard. So Tim and I can probably for, yeah. can forgive you for that. So, <laughs> you know. But There's yes. a lot of models for Mechanicum. There's yeah. a lot of stuff. That's true. <laughs> so, it's yeah, not well, like a Legion. Yeah, it's not like a Legion where there's only so much shit. Like, Mechanicum just keeps going. And endless, going. endless iterations. I just need to make, like, a little, like, Energizer Bunny Magos. Just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I think my my sons of Horus are at like twelve or thirteen thousand points, and there's still stuff I want to buy for them. So <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So yeah, I thought we'd have you guys on, and we can we can talk to John about all these different ways. Not that you don't know, but we're we're gonna just talk terrain, and then hopefully at the end of this, we can we can give you some ideas to uh, this these two tables that you said said that you're gonna build in. By yeah. the end of 2019. Yeah. So, so similar, two, tape, similar, two tables. Similarly themed. Well, one for Titanicus and one for 30K. So and they uh, both, okay. both be, so what, what, both be pretty Marsy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Have you decided on the size for Titanicus? Are you going to make enough shit for a 6x4 or just a 4x4? I think in the long run, probably 6x4. But currently, be 4x4. I've got all the terrain pretty much. That I think we'll need for now. I think you need a little bit more. Well, yeah, I'll get some three D printed stuff. <laughs> but, but, I'm, uh, I, but I always yeah. say you need more. We we've got we basically split what uh, we each got a uh, grandmaster grandmaster box, and then we split one of those big hundred and fifty dollar packs of uh, Titanicus terrain each. The big box of terrain. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, between the two of us, we've got a fair bit of it. Yeah. But uh, I'm just trying to kind of figure out how I'm going to make that work because it's all. I want it to, to look like Mars because I'm doing Legion Mortis, so... Um, yeah. It's all about yeah. the brain stew and, and figuring out what you're going to do, and then... Yeah. I just have to figure out yeah. the colors. Yeah. So, yeah, we're we're going to go through all this stuff, so I think what we'll, we'll hit up, like, how we go about doing tables at this point, or at least I'll talk about some of the... What we, I think we can all agree on are some do's and don'ts, and then we can get into talking about like some surfaces, whether it's mats or 
boards and then I think we're going to dive into like three kind of main I think areas where gamers are currently going for their terrain so that is uh, talking about GW terrain we're going to talk about some MDF terrain and talk about some homemade terrain and then we can come back and see what you have to think about all of this uh, stuff that we've thrown down and whether it's changing your ideas you're in your direction of 2019 tables We're in this intervention. Right. <laughs> terrain intervention. Terrain, terrain intervention. intervention. Yes. No, no, no. Terrain intervention. <laughs> terrain intervention. Is that it's what? not two words? It's one word. Terrain intervention. The I N at the end of terrain <laughs> becomes the I N at the start of intervention. <laughs> terrain intervention. You know, it's so weird, Tim, listening to you recording this because I usually always listen to my podcast at one and a half speed so it's oh, like really? you're you're yeah that sounds insane <laughs> so it's all slowed down <laughs> weird but i i'm liking it all right so let's uh so you just hear like get backed yeah <laughs> i'll try and talk even slower oh no i'll just mess with my head um more than it already is all right so i'm gonna start talking like i'm gonna i'm gonna post the next episode at like half speed no wait yeah at half speed and then you'll play it at one and a half and then it will okay i'll think all right we'll come back to it we'll (laughs) so i think what i was saying before about some general do's and don'ts that i think we can all agree on after a while i think like the first little bit getting into terrain at least for me i was picking up like a piece of terrain here a piece of terrain there and i'd kind of like just be looking at it as one piece of terrain like how am i gonna paint this one piece of terrain and then you put it all together onto a table and it it doesn't, it's not all coordinated, you know? It doesn't look like you've got an, or, an overall theme there. So I think the big ones for me right now are figuring out what's the theme that I want, what's the story, how do I want to tell my stories on this, on this tabletop, and then painting it all at once for consistency, which, you know, I'm looking at this as more of, hey, I've got a bunch of terrain, don't piecemeal it, you know, just hit it all at once and, and figure out it, you know, a theme. So you're not, you're not generally like, you know, one, one half the board is looking yeah. one type and another, it's like, Hey, I've got some fantasy woods over here. Yeah, and then sure. I've got, I think some, we both are like you know, at a point where that's like get on those tables and we're both a little bit like, uh, you like play on the odd person's table and you're like, kind of like a little bit snobby. You're like, this doesn't, match at all. <laughs> this would never happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and then I think like, I, I don't know. What do you guys think on that? That's generally how I'm approaching things of just like coming with a general theme and not doing it piecemeal, which I, from the looks of the pictures that you guys are posting up, uh, seems like you guys are in the same boat. If you look, yeah, if you look at David's tables, especially like his, a uh, very well, uh, themed, <clears throat> um, uh, and, and like there's lots of ideas have gone into, into his, I think, um, and, and he seems to be the, the king of MDF. Like, <laughs> I like that. We need to get a crown, an MDF crown made. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if I would go that far. Um, and we can just I, I go know, do a tiara too... instead, David. It's well, well what, what, what I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is I, I look at Instagram quite a lot and I look at, I look at lots of pictures of games and shit like that. And then, and even, even like top, top, like, you know, like Infinity people, where you're like, oh yeah, like top top tier Infinity, they mix different styles of MDF terrain, 
and it just like fucking it just blizz i'm just like oh like what's what's going on like why would they just stop building part of that city in like a totally different style like that like it's fucking <laughs> crazy where like that's why i, I really enjoy looking at david's tables because they're all like homogenous sort of thing like you can like you can imagine that 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 part of the, of a world actually existing yeah and they're not just like especially like i've said <laughs> I, I don't know how successful you, you know those big those big raised uh tube things are that you've got david oh yeah yeah the go, go across the name uh, how, how, did, how did you just had those on the table like how did those go did, did people play a game and go like oh yeah it was awesome or like um as far as like in game definitely caused some issues rules wise particularly when you had you know uh, a white scars jet bike army who decided to set up on the very top and basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, massive gun line ignoring everybody else's cover um yeah. so th- there's some pros and cons to it um <laughs> as it, it, that, i mean that was really the the main issue i had with it it stuff looked great and it was a great idea and the board looked good but once you actually yeah. get gameplay going on it uh there was some forethought that was lacking in in uh, the the lead up to that but uh, you oh, know, i reckon that's good man like I've, I've i really enjoyed looking at that table and listening to people talk about playing on it and that sort of thing because like i love tables like that where one side can just have like a an insane advantage i've played a game once uh down in canberra where the only piece of terrain was this massive fucking thing like that and all my jetpack guys could just go up on top of it and just be like what are you gonna do now fuckheads <laughs> and just shoot people apart so you were like, the yeah, white scar awesome. you were the white scar on this yeah i was a white scar guy yeah i was gonna say this <laughs> all like, sounds like a true mechanicum player just trying to take advantage yeah, of the yeah. terrain but like yeah in that situation like if you're told to go and secure that part of the pipeline like that's exactly what the fuck would happen it's, it's narrative man like it's just fucking part of the story it's hilarious so yeah like uh, <clears throat> but it was well. It, it had like a fucking cohesive theme. So that that's one thing. Like that, like that definitely stands out. Like uh, having a cohesive theme. Like thinking about the different uh, terrain you're going to build. If you're if you're specifically going to build something that's like, you know, all 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 different styles and like a craziness, then do that. Um, but but just you you need to put some thought into it. Yeah. Well, I think we are the three of us as well. I kind of look at it from running events too. You know, that's one thing that we pride ourselves on is like is the tables and like, hey, we want them to be themed. We want, you know, a lot of the time we do a mission, a different mission on every single table. And that mission is kind of geared towards the narrative that we're trying to play out on said table. So, you know, maybe that maybe I'm looking at it more from that perspective. But definitely, I think I think to me that improves my narrative in the game and my immersion is when everything it looks like it tim like you said that this place would actually exist in reality or maybe well, could some exist fu- some future weird reality but yeah exactly so um so then i guess some of the things like for me then what i think about once i kind of have my theme is like do i want to go more dense or sparse so like you know am i am i thinking is this going to be more of a game for big battles, like, you know, lots of tanks, or am I looking at more of a Centurion-type thing, or do I even want to make this dense to the point where I could use it, use elements of it for a ZM game, and it's just a, a tweak on, you know, a corridor ZM. Like, Tim, you've got that uh, that jungle table that you made with all those, mm. you know, trees, and I think you use that for a ZM, don't you? Or just uh, yeah, yeah. Well, 
<clears throat> that one's really good. I can you can use it for anything. You just uh, if if you, you can you can condense it all down to a four by four, and then it's like pretty pretty dense. And you just play a ZM, but you're still allowed uh, jump and jetpack shit to jump over the top of them. Oh of yeah, the trees. Okay. yeah. But but otherwise they're all impossible. So and you can't shoot through them. You can't drill line of sight through them. Like right. e- even if you can, you're just going to imagine they can't. Right. And then uh, uh, just for you know, game purposes, just for, uh, and then. Uh, and then it's a it's a pretty decent CM. You can spread it out to, to a six by four, uh, where it's dense enough for a zone uh, for um for uh, uh, centurion games. Or you can like clump the trees together into bigger bits, and then you, it's really good for like a you know two thousand or, or three thousand for whatever. Uh, just shoot them up, tank battle sort of thing. Right. So then you you basically have all three all three main. Yeah, plays a game. Yep. Covered and and that. that was like, yeah, and that was the cheapest, easiest fucking table I've ever made. <laughs> and that's the only one where people were like, oh, I love that one. It's fucking awesome. I'm like, god damn it. I spent all this effort on this other stupid shit, spray adhesives and all this other shit. Well, yeah. So, you know, sometimes it is that easy. I know I've, it's just I've, yeah. I've seen some tables where I have the same thing and the person just like, oh man, this was so easy to to make like look this is all those are just uh you know spark plugs and and some straw and i'm just like what really and it looked like this dope ass um you know industrial kind of zone and Mm. yeah so sometimes it can be as simple as you know the simplest things can be really good in the end um i think also when you design tables something that that at least we both sort of tend to seem to factor in is having um terrain that's sort of we have like templates for like when me and aj play a game it's almost all always going to be guaranteed that we have some sort of large line of sight blocking terrain that is somewhere around the center that sort of is like something that yeah that even even if the even if the table were quite sparse we'll generally have like at least one piece of terrain that will block enough line of sight that it makes the game more interesting and gives assault units a little more room to play you know it's sort of it's sort of it's sort of like a, for lack of a better term, I guess you could call it like a, uh, I don't know, like a, like a, like a null zone in the middle where it's like, hey, anything that you know your Titan or whatever is really scary, but if it can't shoot what's behind that big yeah. piece of terrain, suddenly you know, or just off to the side or something, or, or depending on the board, sometimes we'll have two of those if we're doing for like sure. A, yeah, we do city, city fight, we get way fight. more. Yeah, yeah. but sure. I, but I, but I think like that's a thing. Like I don't think we have a. Single and I say we, but I, I say we in the in, sense in that I've helped of, that I've helped you yes. build some of this stuff and like painted. But like, uh, yeah, I think we don't have a single table that doesn't sort of have like certain certain aspects of that. Where yeah. you know, like I think the only table we don't have one large piece of terrain on it would be the trench table, and, and that's, that's just the nature yeah. of that. Table and that and one's interesting because it's just there's but there's also cover everywhere where it's yeah. like it's like lower cover but literally almost everything on this on the table is going to get a save just because of the 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 amount of it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, let's let's maybe start uh from the ground up in talking about tables here. So, the the big thing, you know, for me like right now I'm We've got a whole bunch of I've got a whole bunch of terrain from uh, War Games uh, tournament that I haven't touched yet. It's a bunch of MDF. I've got some other stuff built. 
um, for it that's also MDF, and I want to mix it all together. But before I start, I'm always just like, all right, you know, what, before I even think about paint, what's the surface that I'm working with? Or while I'm thinking about the colors, what am I working with the surface? Because, you know, that's got to blend together. So when talking about the surface, I basically i am talking about either the awesome array of mats that we can now get our hands on, which I so wish we had when we were yeah. teenagers, because it really kicks, you know, it's a, a cheap way if you can get them shipped to you cheaply of getting a table very quickly. Or yeah, they look amazing. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, how did like how the fuck did it take them that long to figure that out? Like, it was, man, it's crazy. it was those frontline gaming guys that are like the first yeah, ones. And table, yeah, and together. table war. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, it took fucking forever to come out for them to come down here because the shipping was so expensive. Yeah. So like, well, years yeah, and years. Now you years, guys have you have some in dedicated in uh, Australia now. now yeah, we yeah, don't yeah, have now any just, in Canada yet. We still got them yeah, working. Like now, we just buy them straight from China, like you, like like Frontline <laughs> does. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got we've got the mat um, style, which basically in in the last four years has become the standard. I think at least in North America for events, yeah. just because they're easy for travel. Um, you've also got the molded boards, which are like your GW. Yeah. cities or the rolling hills or you know the forge world tiles i'm not too sure i guess um secret weapon also does um a modular table like that mm-hmm. i i don't know if there's any other ones other than those two but the, sure there are but they're probably a little more obscure yeah not, you know. but i would say that's the other big big guy in the room here at least for 30k and then Ooh. the last one would be making, you know, the old school, like just getting a whole bunch of some plywood and making your own board, whether flocking it or. or well, there's another option that's not as prevalent. Ooh. I don't know if it's going to take off, but uh, it's another MDF option, uh, very similar, where you've got, uh, you know, pre cut tiles. Tiles, yeah. Um, some of them are. are pretty modular some of them come with you know the the clip system some of them just sit in there and you got to build a frame around them and others will have you know the the magnetized holes options so yeah I've, I've seen the zm one you've got the zm one with the magnets right yes yes there there are like the actual thicker ones but i mean there's actually ones where it's just you know the the boards themselves i mean they're just little one by ones oh or yeah twos and uh some of them have i mean it, with mdf it's you see anything from like the cheapest, like it's just a square, put stuff on top of it, do it yeah. yourself. It's, you know, it's a 12 part system. You layer everything up. And then by the time you're done, you have like an inch thick and, Oh, you've got your street and you've got your curb and your gutters. Oh, okay. mm. Is that a little more cost effective than, um, than doing? The, uh... Uh, it, it depends. It's one of those where because that'll that'll be whether or not it takes off. Is that that'll be because I think cause it's the weight and shipping in the, the end with yeah. a lot of MDF. That well, I, I was th- I was thinking it's like oh like that sounds really cool, but it's only cool if it's cost effective. If it's not cost effective, then it's just like well, why not just buy a resin thing that's already built that's going to cost you know pretty similar amount. That's always but, yeah. You could the balance, you could right? pick it up at a show though. Like if you picked up a, a whole sure. six by four of uh, of like a, a full cityscape at like uh, at a or something that could yeah. be cool yeah i think the, uh, 
the main challenge that like you see uh, with MDF, uh, we can talk about it in more detail later. But no, you awesome. don't see it targeted towards the the thirty k or the forty k stuff. It's mostly towards the the third, like what what I would roughly call third party games. Because in my mind, it's forty k, thirty k, Age of Sigmar, and Fantasy are are that that is the games because those are the yeah. games we've been around the most. And then anything else is just tertiary. It's something else out there. So. They, they, it's hard <laughs> unless you can break into the 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 forty k thirty k age of sigmar fantasy realm. It it just kind of seems like it's something that's like oh well that's there. Yeah, I, I've never seen the, I've, the only time I've seen the MDF like surfaces being used is in for like ZM tiles like one by oh, one really? ZM tiles. Oh I yeah, that's actually for, that'd be great for, for that. anything else. But I guess city like that idea with uh you know different layering to get your curbs and sidewalks and. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, <clears throat> Infinity people seem to have a, a bunch of those. Okay. Uh, you, you can get... Uh, I, I've seen... Um, uh, shit, how long ago was it? Must have been a few years back. I saw somebody had, had a whole cityscape of those. And it sort of covered most of a 6x4 of a with just raised areas and ramps and shit like that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess he still had to put it on a mat. Uh, did he have it on a mat? I don't know what he did. Oh, no, I think he had the full the full coverage, but it was all magnetized, and it was, but it, but it was this big stack okay. of shit, you know. Like it's it, it, it takes up a lot of space because it's like you're covering a board and a whole lot of stuff. Then you got to put terrain on top of that. So. Right. Yeah. I don't think I ever really looked at MDF as this particularly like. Uh, I never really looked at MDF as like oh it can look really very good until I saw uh, David's stuff. Honestly, like. I've seen very few MDF tables that I think legitimately look awesome. Usually they just sort of look like kind of flat. They kind of look a little odd to me, but, but David's stuff is like fucking ridiculous. Like some of those tables I'm like, damn, well, I, I actually maybe want to pick up MDF, but I don't think I have necessarily have the abilities or the skills to make it look that you, good. So. I think you just need to know what, what to do with it. I think a lot of people don't yeah. know how to seal it and shit like that. Yeah. So they just go and spray it and then oh. it just, eats up all the pain and, and they're like uh, what do i do i just keep spraying yeah yeah okay. and it always ends up being flat yeah if you seal it if you seal it properly though you can paint it fucking whatever the fuck you want well 100 percent. i don't even fucking seal that shit before i i paint it it's it all comes down to the primer that you use and oh, it, oh sorry yeah that's what, yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you can you can again we can get into that more in detail when we, when we get to that section but it's i mean it's just like anything. I, I think we're we're all the same when you've been doing this for long enough. You figure out your style. You you figure out your methodology. Yeah, how you, for you. Yeah. How you approach it. And for me, every time I approach something, it's it's just a checklist. Like I've got a fucking. Where, where is it? Oh, please like, tell me you pull a clip forward. Oh. Well, every, no. <laughs> everything that I do, Ooh. I like literally just break it down. Yeah. To step by steps and I write it down once I figure it out. David's and showing like, us okay. his little black black little diary there. It's not black, it's blue, but you know just, I, I yeah, want it to be his dirty little secret book. <laughs> no 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 actually the, the dirty little secret is is this one. This is oh, this it little, is, that is the black book. Is the black book. <laughs> this, this is all the rough the, the rough ideas go book. this one. The final ideas go in this one. Uh, okay. The BBB. You know, I mean, it, Seriously, it's not hard. It's really not hard to do this, and I've I found from trial and error, I make it harder for myself because you do it enough times, you figure out well, why do steps three and four when they don't matter when you get to step six? You know right. that kind of. Stuff. Mm. 
Okay. So, like, I think we can, we can just to, you know, we don't have to get into tons of this, but I think also one thing that I'll say is going back to older events that I, before I was an event goer, just like I'd see pictures and stuff like that. And a lot of the tables, I think, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, were mostly, you know, just, hey, piece of plywood or two piece of plywood, throw some sand and glue on it, I can't paint handle it. that shit anymore. You know, I see that and it makes me die inside. Yeah, that's, that would be like standard or like the felt mat, you know, over yeah. a table at a, at a convention. Like, and do you guys ever see the pictures on Instagram where you've got these two gorgeous 30K armies that just look like ludicrously well-painted and awesome, and then it's just like they're playing on a kitchen table and they've got like a fucking like grass mat and like unpainted terrain, and you're like, what the f... Like, you guys are playing with, like, fucking $2,000 worth of fucking... At least. Yeah. Forge World yeah. shit. And then, like, you, for some reason, like, your terrain is just, like... Like, goddamn, at least go buy a battle mat or something, like... Well, but then, back then we didn't have that, right? Like, you, well, I'm not be talking lucky. back then, I'm talking currently. I know, talking. you'd be lucky if, if you went to an event and they'd have, like, a GW Rolling Hills table. It'd be like, yeah. oh, wow, sweet. And, yeah. you know, now... Or, you know, fast forward today is is now like in, the standard is to at least have a mat down. I would yeah, say, you for know? sure. If you've got a molded hill, hill ooh, David's showing us sexiness right now. Um, if you have a molded hill or oh, something that like that? that, you know, great. But I think really that's kind of the standard. And I think with that standard, if you're, you know, when we're talking about the maps with their <laughs> their well printed, you know, designed popping colors if you you know certainly start putting crappy terrain down on that it makes it even more apparent so i think so with those mats it's David, really this picture you're showing us getting is getting these things painted you know is this from the london gt or something yeah i <laughs> i i wasn't gonna throw the name out there but i'm since it is don't this, worry, we we bashed uh, we, we bashed real. it enough. I well, think this is where we get real before. on this podcast. We don't pull oh, punches. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're getting real, I I'm I'm the guy who made a shirt. That, <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. I, lo- I love that mat though. That's the mat that you uh, that I, stuff yeah. was on, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, like I think that it's really elevated the game, right? By having these things, I you know I think at least for yeah. me, like once I got one of those fat mats, like I got into the original Kickstarter for it. And once I got it home and threw it down and put terrain on it, I was like, okay, like I got to, I got to, of course it's amazing, but I got to kick my game up a little bit in terms, just because like, if you put an unpainted piece of terrain down, it's just like, oh, you're, you're killing the vibe. That's what's going on. So I think that it's, it's like right now we have so many different options of tables that then can influence the so many different options of terrain that we have so um yeah yeah i, I think hey, hey yeah. i've got another option for uh types of terrain as well all right is uh just just buying fucking terrain like off somebody else and then renovating it yeah oh yeah that's how uh, i've done because, pretty much everything uh, yeah so far. like I've, I've done that with uh this i've got a city fight table and i bought it and it was uh already painted and everything and it was on some boards but i, I like Th- those uh the the games workshop stuff where you can see through like the bottom floor and you, everyone can see and people try and draw a line of sight through it and shit oh yeah yeah i fucking yeah. hate i hate yeah. that shit so, so do i i wanted to be, 
So yeah, so I'm, I'm mounted up fucking terrain, uh, mounted up shit on on the bottom of every floor, like rubble and stuff to the to the height, whatever it is, three inches or some shit like that. Uh, and then resprayed the whole thing, like repainted it, round, uh, just covered it in black fucking matte black rattle can spray, and then repainted it. Yeah. So that 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 that's that's an option as well. Like is you know just uh, ask people or uh, go on one of those uh, trading sites. There's so many people have like plastic terrain that's built like that. Yeah. Like from that fucking you know Armageddon or from the 40k days or whatever the fuck. Um, and if you give them a few quid. As the UK people would say, uh, <laughs> you can get get those tables, and then you're getting a cheap table, and then you just just renovate it and just adding um, adding bits to it, or you know, like you with those. I think you yep. were using just like styrofoam bits and like uh, some sort yeah, of I used a, or... No, I used that, that expandable foam. Okay. So I just uh, sprayed all of that in the bottom, and then threw uh, just handfuls of gravel and shit onto it while it was wet. And then just stuck a whole bunch of cork tile into it as well. I'm literally like, imagining you just taking a handful of gravel and just hucking it at terrain, <laughs> just casting it like I was like I was uh, like I was uh, you know planting seeds. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, terrain. That's literally salt. what I was thinking. For my, like, Either that or just salt bay, gravel, and fucking gravel bay. That's, fuck, I'm gonna do a video where I do that now. Uh, gravel bay video. Please do that. Please do that. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, I think it, there's also like um, I've gotten a bunch of just regular terrain kits, and then gone down to a hobby store and picked picked up some like architectural um, model like bits, like little beams and yeah, stuff well, like like little yeah, um, that's good. roof panel stuff that you know, corrugated like metal sheets and stuff like that, and cut that all up to add to existing pieces just to build it out because i always find like those older gw um city train kits they'd never come with enough um like floor tiles for it so i'd always use these beams to like extend them out and then throw down pieces of like you know quote unquote sheet metal to fill in areas to make like a bridge connecting you know one side of a building to another and I think, mm. yeah, like, you know, the renovation or just, you know, adding additional bits to uh, existing terrain is definitely um, something out there. And I'm glad you threw it out there because it's definitely a valid thing for sure. Um, so why don't we dive into talking about some different types of terrain? So I we've been talking like a lot about MDF. I, I feel like we're we're kind of hot on MDF. David... As you are the the kind of king shit in my mind of uh, MDF terrain with your many different theme boards, uh, I was hoping you could lead us in this little section here. Okay, well, um, so I to, so I was thinking we could just talk about like the positives and negatives about MDF. Um, Maybe to oh. to kick that off and like your approach with MDF that differs from you know other kits. So you, you were talking about primer, for instance. I think I think a lot of people don't know how to prepare these kits or what to do. And we talked earlier about just you know the, just people putting the wrong kind of paint on it and it just sucking paint to no end. Definitely the first time I ever put together uh, one of those kits, I am guilty of that. So. 
yeah, maybe I think a lot of like Johnny you were saying, people maybe are a little scared or don't know what to do. So, David, why don't you shed some light on uh, this topic for us? Okay. Well, I, I guess the the best way for me to start on this is just to kind of talk about my history with MDF. And uh, first off, I will say I was the my my history as as apparently a gamer has been uh, to be the biggest shitter on something and <laughs> be like the biggest convert later on. So <laughs> okay, these days I, I I usually say something with tongue in cheek in most cases because I feel like I'll come around eventually, and that's exactly what happened with MDF. I was I was gung ho sold on. Uh, the hard plastic terrain, the GW style, Mantic, um, uh, you know, the, those are kind of the big ones at the time. Mantic, yep. I know they were, they're, they're newer, and I don't even know if they're still making their terrain or not, but uh, it was some really You're cool like, stuff. You're like, I'm done with plastic terrain. I just look at MDF now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a new Kickstarter, actually, so that's something <laughs> we were talking about in your section. But uh, um, I, I just saw MDF, and it, it looked cool, but you never saw it painted. And, and even online, you'd see these really intricate builds and these really cool buildings. And they some of them were, you know, super hyper sci-fi. Some of them were the sci-fi and low gothic. Others were, you know, the, the fantasy, like they were into, you know, the, the medieval style buildings with thatched roofs and whatnot. And they, they were just never painted. And when you did see them painted, they just were painted like like trash. So it was never it was never very convincing to get into it. But then uh, I ended up seeing a bunch of different Kickstarters coming along with a lot of the different gantry, gangplank-style stuff. Uh, very reminiscent of the Sector Mechanicus terrain. Yeah. But or, these ne- or old were- Necromunda stuff. I find a lot of it reminds me of that, like the old yeah. cardboard and plastic uh, mm-hmm. OG Necromunda. Tim, I know, I'm sure you've still got some of that kicking around. <laughs> Actually, oh, no, I never had any of that Michael bottle that shit. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I got in real cheap. I just had the Delac gang. <laughs> I made him buy the whole box. <laughs> but uh, that stuff was, was trickling out probably for two, three years before you actually saw, you know, the, the new Necromunda set come out and that stuff launch. But um, there was one Kickstarter that finally came out that really grabbed my attention, and that was the um, Zone uh, what was it? Maze of the Dead by Wargame Model Mods. And it was the Zone Mortalis equivalent, but they had probably seven to ten different themes in it. And oh, the okay. difference between it and, and the standard ZM board, for those who have never seen a ZM board in person, a ZM board is a one-by-one-foot tile that the, the walls are sculpted, built into the damn board, and that's it. So that's all you get, you know. If you want to change things up or be more flexible, you need to get more boards. Well, these were fully magnetized that were LED underlit, and the walls were fully magnetized. So on a single one-by-one-foot square, you could move everything around as much as you want, and it was really crazy cool. And they had this theme that was actually Fallout Nuclear Vault themed, and very, very much a Fallout uh, fan on my side. And I saw that, and I was like, you know... That looks cool, and they're getting ready to come out with a bunch of Fallout games, and I figured they'd be coming out with an RPG at some point, so I'll just invest in it, and I'll use it for ZM, and use it for Fallout, whatever, when it happens. So I I picked that up, and I started working my way through it, and I realized that MDF was actually a pretty nice, you know, material to work with, and then the guy, he does a Kickstarter just about every year uh, with his products, 
Um, he came out with another one the next year. It was his tubular buildings terrain. And that one, he really knocked it out of the park. Bunch of different designs. That's where those those raised tubes that Tim commented on. Right. Uh, uh, he had the oil rigs, a uh, bunch of the vertical pipes and the, the raised horizontal pipelines, things like that. New buildings, new combinations of his buildings, things like that. And that I, I ended up probably dropping close to a grand on that, purchasing the terrain. And then it just it's all kind of snowballed from there. Uh, I purchased <laughs> from him. I've got stuff from Promethean Forge, uh, Multiverse Gaming, Death Ray Designs, uh, War games tournaments, yeah. Um, just just about everybody. Uh, there's a couple companies I won't touch on that are big names, but I just refuse to buy from them for for personal reasons that I won't bring up on the on the cast. Okay. But, uh, just in general, that that's that's kind of where it came from. It, it was putting my money where my mouth was and actually getting my hands on it. Um, at first, painting it was was tedious though. It was it was definitely trial and error and figuring out what what paint worked and what didn't was hard. Um, so what, the best what, what was the, the primer? You, you were relate, saying something about the primer that it comes down to that. So I'm guessing it, it needs to have some sort of sealing quality to the primer. Uh, yeah. Which you, what, well, the short version is uh, if you get an enamel based primer and you get a solid coat on it, yep. you're, you're, you're set. You don't need to screw with it at all. You just put that enamel based primer on it and then you can put whatever you want on top of it. These days, I I just use rattle cans for everything yeah. on my brain. I, I when I started out, I treated them like mo- like like models where it's mm. prime yep. prime and pre shade, and then maybe base coats, your highlights, your low light. You know, I put in a, a ton of effort. And these days, it's prime. Put on your your main color. Put on your secondary color. And then I modulate using blacks and browns, whatever colors I need to, to make things dirty, discolored do the weathering and it's done. And if you guys have ever seen uh, the Forgotten Outpost set that I did by Death Ray Designs, that green and white kind of cream table, oh, yeah. that was the that was the fastest table I've ever painted. I had that thing painted within a week working in the evenings by like that was it. After the only work kind of it thing. took that long was because I just I had to keep moving things out of the room and setting it in the other room. It, it just I if if everything was cleaned up and I was prepped for it, I probably could have had that whole table painted in two nights, maybe, maybe three. So you say, yeah. so are you doing all of the, all of the color basic painting for it? It's all done with rattle cans. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you do like get the ma- major color on one as the base and then kind of do like a, a Zenithal for well, another, or I, I guess I should mention on, on that one, um, it, I, yeah, I guess it would be fair to mention this. Uh, he did. I was talking with Death Ray, and he did go ahead and send me uh, the MDF stencils that he cut out and used when he was making his own for the display copy. So okay. essentially, I, I spray them with the primer. I spray them with the base color. I lay the stencil over the piece, hit it with the next color, and then take that part off. And if there's another color, I can lay it on. So I, okay. in that that way, I did kind of have a cheat. But hey. I'm sure if, if anybody was interested in it, you could talk to him and, and, and get those from him as well, maybe for a small surcharge. Because um, it's literally the, the exact design of the piece. But instead of, like, say there's a fence, instead of having, like, the full fence, you've got a same piece, but just the holes cut out for, like, the struts and it just slots right over right. it. Well, oh, yeah, that sounds well. like an advantage to MDF terrain right there. Well, I think, yeah, any of these cheats so are sort of this is good spray stuff. it. 
as opposed to having to get into the nitty gritties with the brusher, the airbrusher brushes. Totally. Well, that, I think a lot of people can get caught up to in doing those itty bitties. Like I'm super guilty of that. With I will my, not be with my train. So, <laughs> like, I, I think that's, I think different approaches on how people paint yeah. it is really good. Like, you know, so. I think the main thing, especially when we're, when we're putting together as many tables as we can for events, it's just like get them done as easy easy as possible, you know, easy and as quickly as uh, as possible. Um, no, and no, and just going back to that table too that you were talking about for uh, ZM that was all magnetized. Yeah. I think a beauty thing with that too would just be transportation, right? Compared to a regular ZM table, which you know you just have to stack. At least with that one, you can put all the walls in like one box and then just have a stack yep. of, of tiles. Right. So. Yeah. Right. There's, there's uh, some uh, advantages and disadvantages. I will uh, say one disadvantage with that specific table is the fact that uh, the base tiles are thicker than the bases on the standard ZM tiles. So uh, you are actually taking up a bit more space just because you have to have space underneath to run all the LEDs and have that underlighting. Um, and when it comes to like events and stuff, I personally just don't think that those like turning on all the LEDs and stuff, it's really cool. But then at the end of the day, you've got to go through, pick up every single one of the tiles and turn every single one of those off because they've all got own self-contained battery pack, which it's not a huge hassle. It's something you do at the end of the day. If you have somebody else there, you get it done in like three minutes, but, um, you've got enough to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the where it, in the future I'm probably going to see if I can get him to do some custom cut tiles that are just the exact same top piece without the sides and then okay. I'll just stack them on on a standard piece that way that way just it slims down it's it's less stuff to take because uh, the the biggest disadvantage with that I would say with MDF all boils down I mean there's a few of them but but it Yes. Oh, sorry. I saw John scratching his arm, and I thought he was like making fun of the or the fact that I, I talk with my hands. A lot. No. <laughs> no. I, I, no. It's a bad habit. It's a bad habit. No, it's not. scratching my arm. Um, so, like, one thing I I meant to ask you about is like in preparation. While you're, do you do any prep for while you're building? Like any like sanding or scraping of like edges to clean them up or anything like that. No. Uh, so what I'll do is, uh, okay, I guess I'll, I'll I'm, I'm kind of jumping around here. I guess I'll just walk y'all for, through like the process of, I, I get a kit, I'll go through, I'll start building it per the instructions. What kind uh, of glue are you using? Uh, I'm just using like Elmer's wood glue in okay. most cases. Uh, sometimes I'll use super glue if it's for internal components that are small or there's like a whole lot of interlacing parts. Um, if it's just like is that more uh, just for speed of setting it uh, for speed of setting it. And then uh, um, the best way to think, like if, if you're building like two walls and it's an outer corner, I'll use wood glue for it just because it, it looks nice and it's, it's going to make sure it sets right. But if you're like building an internal lattice work, mm-hmm. that is like, it's like a forming a structure that walls go on. I will just super glue that internal lattice work because you're never going to see it. So I can just kind of glop that stuff on. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Hit them with kicker. But uh, if if it's full cut, because uh, there's there's full cut MDF and there's partial cut, and basically it's just if it's partial cut, they'll leave a little section of wood connecting it to okay. keep it, and, and they kind of come on sheets that act like sprues sometimes, and you just 
you know, wiggle it and it, it breaks off. You want to be a little careful because if you just try and manhandle it, you may actually tear that MDF because MDF is essentially just layer upon layer of laminated paper. Yeah. So you may have to sit there and wiggle it back and forth just a, just a, a little bit, but it'll come off. It'll be fine. And then I'll just snip using my regular pair of, of you know, plastic snips off any excess and then I'll file it down real quick. It, okay. It takes like 10 seconds, if, if that. Um, and then, you know, just start gluing and assembling everything. Um, as I'm going, just like with anything, keep in mind uh, sub-assemblies. If there's something that you're going to, it's going to be easier to paint separate, that you can keep separate, do so. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to glue it on. Um, sometimes you'll you'll have uh, you may have to like scratch scratch a little bit of paint off just to make sure you know you get that solid connection. Right. Because it, wood on wood or glue and glue. Uh, sorry, super glue with paint on paint. Yeah. On plastic works okay. On MDF, it really doesn't work very well. But I mean, if it's not an important part, or there's not a lot of strain on it. It'll it can last forever. But if it's something where you're going to be picking it up or moving it around by that part, it's probably going to break off the second time you pick it up. Yeah, yeah. But once once the piece is fully built and you know got all your parts done, you go you prime it um, using the enamel based primer. Um, the primer that I use, let me go grab it real quick, is Rust-Oleum. Rust-Oleum, a hybrid <laughs> enamel. Okay. You can get this uh, yeah. basically we've, by the... Hmm? We've got something like that. I think we have that too. Yeah, I don't have it yet. I know that there's like... It's, it's on, whatever that Rust-Oleum brand is, those motherfuckers figured out how to seal MDR. Because that shit <laughs> is the bomb. Like, yeah. Before they're I started metallics. using that, I was just like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. It's cheap too, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's it's real cheap, and I will say this: I did not figure that out by myself. That was information that was handed to me uh, from a fairly obvious source. In retrospect, I was talking about painting MDF with uh, the guys at Death Ray Designs, and they just told me, "Yeah, this is the stuff that we use for priming ours." And I was like, "What the what the hell? Why didn't I ever think of asking somebody who does this <laughs> who does for, a it for a living?" Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, it sometimes says in the instructions for those things. Like, can you get that kind of stuff, like uh, darker metallic colors of that stuff, by any chance? Um, I I think you might be able to. But here's here's the nice thing with that, though. Um, I've used those primers, and I've used a lot of different primers. And the old stuff that I used was still Rust-Oleum, but it wasn't the it wasn't that it wasn't the enamel base. And the old Rust-Oleum, I would coat coat you know two three times with and it still would not unless i was like right there spraying on top of an etched line it would not cover up those etched lines okay so it this this gives like a more of a thicker kind of coating to just smooth those out it's not even so much that it's a thick coating it's just that you, you really it doesn't matter like how many times you spray over it unless you really fuck it up and I guess that's kind of my point. So, like, you can spray it with this primer and then come over it with another color. So, like, if they have a – if there's a like, if you want something painted metal, you can prime it with this black or prime it with this gray or, you know, white, whatever color it is. And then just grab the rattle can of metallic you want and then just spray it down. Yeah. And it's, it's fine. It's not going to hurt anything. Um, the worst thing that ever happens is, like, 
again, say you're keeping a piece off and there's a, and, and it slots into the side of a wall like a smokestack or something. You know, when you go to slot that in, that paint's built up, so maybe it won't want to fit in completely. Yeah. And then you just take a file and file it out. Or, honestly, half the time, I just ram the thing in there, and the paint is going to, like, peel off and just curl up along the edges. So you just take an X-Acto knife and just kind of cut it off. Or, it's you, just uh, weathering, you, too, right? Exactly. It yeah. really <laughs> isn't happening in the long run. But... Once, so you've got it primed, you, you spray it with your base color, and let's say, for let's say for example, you're doing a very simple building, four sides, and you want it to be like a hospital-style building with like a red stripe around the top, and then the building's going to be white. So the first thing you do, you, you've primed it black, go ahead and spray it red around that top where you want it to be, yeah. let it dry, and then maybe spray it with sealer just to make sure it's, it's stuck on there. And then once it's dry, take your masking tape, blue tape, whatever, and then just wrap it around that top. Yep. And you're protecting that red where you want it to be. And then go ahead and spray the white, your cream color, on the building where you want it to be. Let that dry. And then just peel your tape off. Right there, you've got the basics of your building done. You've got your base color. You've got that, that highlight accent around the top. And it's basically good to go. But let's say you want to go ahead and weather it. Just go ahead and get some brown blacks whatever you want sponge them on along the edges just along. paint you mean like yeah just yeah, yeah. just literal paint and i mean i use i use that cheap stuff from walmart uh this stuff comes in a tube it's a liquitex basic brand oh yeah i know that stuff mm. yep and you get ask where you get your sponge because i actually need a like for stippling or whatever i need to find like seriously he's not sponge worthy don't tell him i need, I need okay sponge. so <laughs> i i cheated and i apologize because i broke the system um i ordered back when they had their original series their uh, battle foam uh, black label bags the hard cases i ordered the biggest one they had and I ordered a custom cut foam layout, oh, and so I you have just tons of their foam. Of the oh. foam inside. Nice. And shortly after I did that, they changed the rules and said that if we wanted, if you wanted to leave the foam, it was going to be a surcharge. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, well, it was because I did that, and then other people started doing where, okay, I'm going to get this tray, and then I'm going to put. I'm going to put this shape in that's like, okay, it's a storm eagle. And then I'm also going to put like a storm raven shape inside of it. And then I'm going to put a rhino shape inside of that and tell them to leave all the foam in so that they can just, if they need to change the tray out, they would just pull these, yeah, these three in. To be fair, I feel like the surcharge should come from the the getting the multiple things cut, then not keeping the foam. But fair. Anyway, we're here to talk <laughs> about train, not bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so got- that's what we're getting- I've got some of their foam. I can make oh, some cool. um, Alternatively, uh, you can go to like your crafts uh, section of um, like uh, Walmart or you know Hobby Lobby, and if you go, um, I know that they have like the really cheap cushion foam. You can grab like big sections of that. I feel like the really it, soft foam doesn't work though. I have like foam at home, and it just doesn't seem yeah. to really do the effect I'm looking for. Yeah, you John. Got, John got a a small piece of sponge at CK and Studios, and he like lost, lost his mind over it. He's like, "Look at the look at the holes in this foam. It's perfect. It's a, it's amazing." He's like, and then he's like, later at the end, of the second day, he's looking over at my table, and he's like, uh, "Are you gonna?" 
you need to take that foam home? I'm like, yeah, I'm taking my foam home. Like, get away, get your own foam. Yeah. The, the trick is you got to find the cheap stuff. You can't you can't buy anything that looks like it'd be semi-comfortable. You want something that's more hard than anything. Um, alternatively, you could just go buy uh, a bunch of cheap uh, dish, uh, dish sponges. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if you need some, hit me up, and I'd be happy to send you. Because literally, I have. A tra- I've got a bunch of battle yeah. foam stuff. I can I can hook Apparently. him up. He's David's gonna go and run. He, I love just our, our our every time we talk to David, we just get new pics of the inside of the studio here. The, Those are the only. That's picks all. We get. He's got a bag full of just battle wow. foam. That's extreme, <laughs> Jesus. You're good forever. Let me, see, let me see if I still have one of the drop pod shapes in here. No. <laughs> These are all like the infantry, anyways. <laughs> so, so then you're you're basically gonna sponge it, and then do you use do you ever use your airbrush when painting? Any yeah. Of the, okay. Is yeah, that- but so this is the process. I'll go in and I will. So again, we're talking like a medical building, white with a red stripe on the top. Yeah. You've sponged the edges and the windows, and whatnot, with like uh, let's say just dark brown. And if you want to just leave it at that, that's fine. If you want to go a little more intense, you can add some extra colors, maybe some reds or some oranges in some of those more heavenly weathered spots to make them look rustier. Uh, but after that, that's when I'll grab the airbrush and I'll just use black. And I'll use the the, the three colors I mostly use is a black, a custom or a yellow brown glaze that I made, okay. uh, and the uh, ghost tint brown. From Minotaur. Yeah. And I'll put black in random spots to kind of look like soot, especially if you're going for like something that's been uh, blown out or burnt out. You definitely want to hit those those top edges, you know, the smoke soot coming up out of the windows and things like that. Um, and then brown, typically down along the bottoms. Uh, but that ghost tint brown is basically a godsend. Anywhere that you've got a big, thick rust patch, just go ahead and, and glaze mm-hmm. over that, hit the edges, and just do some natural streaking effects with it. It works okay. great. Um, and then the same thing, I I use my yellowing effect, excuse me, effect for it, but you can use seraphim sepia. And it it is the, the best thing, in my opinion, you can do to make realistic weathering and rust on white. And this, I'll just say pro tip, uh, even though I, I don't really know if it's a pro tip. Um, you use brown, and then you edge the brown with yellow into okay. the white, and it just it softens that, and it makes it look way better. Cool, and then essentially that's that's pretty much all you have to do with it. Once you once you let everything dry, you seal it, and your building's done, and you've and got a decent looking building. What do you usually use for your sealer? Uh, most of the time, I like I'm trying to think like testers just, like, or. Honestly, I use testers to finish everything out because I'm a sadist and I like to waste money. <laughs> um, but. Uh, well, while I'm working on things, like when I'm going through the stages, I'll just use Rust-Oleum, like spray clear coat from Walmart, the matte stuff. Um, I'll only use the fancy stuff at the very end. And okay. normally I'll, I'll spray coat it once or twice with the, the matte clear coat, uh, the, just the, the cheap Walmart stuff. And then I'll hit it with testers once after it's fully dried, just to make sure I get that ultra matte finish. Okay, cool. And Sweet. Tim, I know that you've you've done some work with MDF. I'm totally blanking on the name of the company, but I, I know you were building some of those dope little like forklifts and 
uh, it seemed like some ZM scatter train from a little while ago, maybe a, by a little yeah, while ago, yeah, like that, a year ago. But <laughs> yeah, that stuff's all from miniaturescenery.com. Okay. Um, and uh, <clears throat> he, he'll, they also have a deal with somebody in North America now. I think everylittlewar.com. Oh, there's a there's a I think that might be them. David's uh, nodding his they, head. They now so. sell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Excellent. Yeah. So, so they now sell them over in in, in America because they've got some really good cheap kits. Um. And uh. But but I think the postage to America was was what was killing them. So yeah. I, don't, I, I guess they've licensed these other guys or whatever, and they they get a kickback maybe or, or whatever. Who who knows? Um. But yeah, their, their stuff's pretty pretty good. Um. Uh, I've done. I've got a whole table of their stuff. Um, and, and yeah, just the key is using that fucking Rust-Oleum shit. Cause like it costs 12 bucks over here, but you can get a full, there's, there's all different, there's a full range of colors. Um, I use the like sort of, uh, it's a little bit darker than Codex gray maybe. And okay. I use that to just like, just fucking cover the whole, the whole miniature uh, model, whatever the fuck building, whatever it is, forklift or whatever. And then I've got a white, a flat white version of it as well. Okay. And I'll just use that to highlight the thing. And then just spray whatever color. So and like then I just get my like two dollar, like a forty-five, like zenithal effect from up above on it. To... Yeah, just, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a highlight. I, I don't know. I don't know the te- the technical term. Zenithal <laughs> sounds like. So that's a forty. Zenithal. It's a forty-five. That's why I throw it out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it must be a forty-five. It could be a zenithal plus two or some shit. I yeah, if know. it's a thirty-five though, but, yeah. can't can't call it zenithal. No, I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. It's probably like a thirty, maybe a twenty-nine. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, so that's a flat white, and then I just get get the two-dollar rattle can spray from wherever, mm-hmm. and then just spray over the top with that. Like if I if I'm if I'm doing a color, like I've done a lot of buildings just by using the gray, and then I'll tape off the floor areas and the stairwell stairs and anything that's sort of a vertical surface and then just spray all the, all the walls and everything. And, okay. You know, and then, then just go over with some rust pigments and the, you know, some edging ed- edge sponging with some gunmetal or whatever. Super, super quick way to do it. Get it all done. Like you gotta, when you got to do it all at once, like that's easy. You know, you're going to make, make, make life easy for yourself. Yeah. And you're, you're an assembly line, man. It seems like from, uh, the, how you yep. approach things. And I, I things. feel like yeah. a, a yeah. lot of the good looking tables, like it doesn't, the, the quality bar for painting terrain and models is not the same in the sense that you can do things at a way more macro scale with terrain and, and it'll still look yeah. good. So long as there's a, a basic sort of like blending of, of, uh, of lighting and the colors are right. And it's not just, you know, been shit out <laughs> generally. And like the sponging, it seems like adds a huge, huge, you know, the weathering and stuff yeah. like that seems to add a lot uh, too. Uh, like it doesn't need to be like a infantry fucking character model where like you're right, going you're in picking and picking up out every, every like doorknob and like, stuff. I yeah. almost think it looks weird when some terrain feels like people picked out too much detail on what it. What are you talking about my terrain like that? <laughs> you talking about my terrain? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's just a uh, yeah. It uh, terrain. Uh, I really like doing the terrain, like uh, more than painting models. Maybe even I'm not sure. Like maybe it's it's uh it's tough. It's it'd be a toss up. Um, I, I know they're painted in different ways, but I think like the terrain. Oh, I don't know. That's weird. I don't know which one I enjoy more. And are you? I guess you're more referring to your your homemade stuff, right? 
or just any yeah, country. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just because yeah. you get you get an open canvas to do whatever you want. Maybe that's why. And it you seems like, it like so you can do a lot in a short period of time, which is probably pretty rewarding. Just getting it done and and having like the, yeah. the sort of spray can thing where you're just like, yep. Just like getting all this terrain done, Making it looks progress, pretty good. Hey, it's, that, it's quick yeah, and couple, it's not. Couple like, of hours, it's all done. See, yeah, exactly. yeah, seeing that progress just makes you it spurs you on to so do like more too. Dwells. Like if you're uh, just the, like you're doing the same detail on some miniatures, like some silver on some alpha, on some alpha legion, like where I'm at right now, it can just be like not death. looking like you're really getting anywhere. Literal but, death. Yeah, yeah. If you're doing those quick, like oh, per, first spray, shh, second yeah. spray. Shh, and making some yeah. good progress. One question I had um, with this sealer, or not the sealer, with the primer. Uh, do you guys usually let that sit for like 24 hours? Or do you just wait for its like surface touch dry and then boom, start rocking on the next color? Normally I'll just wait till it's surface touch. Yeah. Uh, because the, uh, I'm very much like Tim. When, I'm, when I start going at it, it's assembly line. I've usually got at least a table's worth of pieces to, to start hitting so right. you're you're going through everything and by the time you get everything done and fully covered you know your very last thing is going to be wet and your very first thing is going to be dry right yeah okay so the one thing that i've noticed um like the first bit of mdf terrain that i bought was at lbo i guess like four or five years ago and i got some of the beer can terrain which yep. as i've said yep. many times has been my favorite pieces of terrain that i've ever built because i got to slam some beers with my buddy matt before building it which you can definitely tell the later ones that we built compared to the earlier ones but um yeah so that was my first um try on it and i for the longest time i've been mixing that terrain with some of the old gw city um terrain and i found this is just maybe a personal preference for me but i'd like to get your guys opinions on it is that mixing those highly detailed plastic models, uh, terrain models, with MDF can sometimes not be the best mix, I, f I find. That, you know, the uber-detailed GW stuff, when you're sitting it next to, let's say, some of my PopCan MDF um, yeah, I for terrain, sure can sort of... it just, like, pulls away because they're, you know, you can paint the MDF stuff uh and to look really good and it can have a lot of it now is getting there's more and more detail that we're yeah. seeing but generally it's just you can't compare it to the detail that's being put into the gw one so for instance the tape i've had this table for the longest time since john and i have been gaming basically yeah. that has this pop can stuff mixed with a couple big buildings of the city stuff and now that i've just gotten all this war games tournament uh, terrain. I'm gonna now reincorporate, take those city stuff, put that actually into a paint it like my regular city terrain, and cool. then mix this. You know, have just one table that's all MDF. I'm wondering how you guys feel on yeah. this. Do you mix anything, or do you mostly keep MDF in its own kind of corner to itself? Well, I I may be the outlier, but I'm of the opinion that it. It's completely dependent on the product and, and how you paint it. Um, okay. Obviously, if if the styles are completely different, if you've got something that is clearly the, the near-future Infinity-style terrain, no matter how great you paint that up, it's going to clash against the GW-style. Gothic-style. You know, Gothic, gothic, gothic terrain. Yeah. Right. But 
very much like with the those again because we mentioned them before those overhead pipelines from wargame model mods they're they're very basic they look like something that could be in existence now but they're they're also very plain so it depends on how much detail you put in them okay uh, if you put in enough effort on them they're gonna look they're gonna look nice even on a table with you know the GW terrain because on that table where I had you know this massive overhead pipeline work running all over the place I've got multiple GW you know bastions that are standing within reasonable distance uh, adjacent to them and right. they didn't really clash that much but again those are not the most detailed GW kits either so right. if I had you know the basilica or you know any of the and the, that's exactly what I had right <laughs> it was yep. the basilica no. next to well yeah and pretty I think plain. I, I, I think he hit on something too. It is, it is literally just the this, and you would obviously get this because you're a fucking architect. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah, the 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 actual style of the buildings is is right. probably playing a bigger role than the detail level. Well, and I, I think, think it also Gothic how much effort you put is, in, right? Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's there's just not enough skulls on the MDF terrain. That's the <laughs> yeah, like, when you look you at them it. side by you side, it. yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and, until they've got some way of like uh, making the laser like a lightsaber and then just like carving into it, like carve a skull in there. Yeah. Well, GW did make those uh, skull packs. Oh, I've got yeah. yeah. True. Uh, uh. And just, <laughs> just have to cut the fa- cut just, the back off every single skull yeah, and then glue. stick the. Stick I'll be honest. Front. I've had that's an, what I had uh, to do, man. Probably like my least favorite part of GW terrain. I think <laughs> there's 200 skulls in that damn thing, and I had to. I sat there before. Yeah. Coming home from Germany, just being like, must take up as least amount of space as possible. So clipped all those bloody bastards off. But I could only imagine just like you're trying to, you know, GWFI uh, a a piece of MDF. It's like one skull, glue, (laughs) two skull, glue, three skull, glue. (laughs) Take you a while. And then they'd all fall off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've li- I've literally got some terrain sitting near me, and it's uh what one of the games workshop um, you know the churchy sort of shit that they've got with all the skull. Some of them there's this, like a doorway that's entirely filled with skulls. Like it's just fucking. Oh yeah, madness. yeah, so yeah. That's the basilica there. as well. Yeah. That's the same. Oh, sorry. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's uh, Jesus H Christ. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I try not to mix them. Like um, <clears throat> I've got my MDF table uh, sort of separate to the others. Like I've made. Um, I've just enhanced them a little bit by put, by making slabs, so they're raised up on some slabs just to add an extra sort of little little bit to them. Uh, but but those slabs are a pain in the ass to, to fucking haul around, you know, like because it's MDF, it's not like the lightest material. Um, I guess you could make them out of some lighter material if you wanted. Um, probably probably make make super thin, dense foam or something maybe if you if if you cut it right or something. Uh, but yeah, uh, and, and then I've got my other table sort of, but having said that the next, tr- uh, I'm only going to build one more table now. I've, I've already got like 11 or something like that, but it's going to, it's going to be a Necromunda table and I'm going to buy a whole bunch of different. So I've stuck pretty much to min- miniature scenery so far and I've got that whole table of just their stuff. Yeah. But I'm just going to buy, cause there's so many awesome like, uh, MDF, uh, companies, you know, like. Um, like Infinity has basically spawned like a whole shit ton of like um, of uh, of awesome MDF terrain companies, and on top of that, they are also for super lazy Infinity players who never fucking paint their shit. They also do like pre 
the you know the pre-painted not pre-painted pre-colored mdf right pre pre whatever the fuck that is yeah so already pre-printed um so the, there's tons of different there's tons, if you if you look at like I, I spent a few hours just recently just looking at all these different mtf companies and i was like oh man which tape which which company am i going to do next and then i realized like fuck it i'm just gonna i'm gonna do a necromanda table it's like a cyber slum so it's just all different fucking buildings like a maze of, of buildings where you have to run through run through grim alleyways shooting each other and shit um so i'm just gonna buy fucking kits from a bunch of different uh different companies and then add extra shit onto them you know extra resin bits and all that sort of, yeah. sort of stuff sweet that sounds awesome. I'll make it a mix. Yeah. I want to see a noodle stand. That's all I'm asking. Oh, yeah, it. dude. There's fucking. <laughs> I, I, I took screenshots of some noodle stands. There's one. I can tell you all the companies that do noodle stands. Like, <laughs> uh, there's a company one, called. That's like my third third plan is to do. A, I have a side like a like a Tokyo like cyber Tokyo mat and Neo like, Tokyo like, yeah, like Yeah. Uh, that's kind of my sounds... plan in the future. Like my third table down the line, and will will be a Blade Runner esque, like sort of grim dark, like. Oh, that's yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. Well, do do it for Necromunda, man. Like it's perfect. I don't play Necromunda. Like... <laughs> <Son>. <laughs> that, was so forceful. <laughs> that was so forceful. Do it. Uh, but yeah, Zen Terrain. If you go to Zen Terrain, we'll search for them. They do some pretty. They've got noodle stands. Also. Mm. Uh, these guys. David's like going in my favorites immediately. Are you uh, <laughs> in Google or on on Facebook? Oh, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Um, um, there's another one here. I just can't fucking remember what the name of the company is. There. I took I took a screenshot. But I didn't screenshot the name of the company. Damn it! I found like three or four different noodle or uh, noodle, noodle shop companies. But yeah, if you search those, uh, oh, Antionocus Designs, they do like a whole bunch of pre-colored stuff already, um, and they've they've got they've got all sorts of noodle huts. And then I think it's either Death uh, does Death Ray do one? Death Ray Designs. Death Ray does. Yeah, boom! Noodle stools, noodle stands. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to do the like have noodle stand and then have like some. Because it's Necromanda, it's just going to be fucking grim industrial. So it'll be like a noodle stand, and also right next to it's like a nuclear reactor or some shit, you know, like (laughs) attached to the back of it. Quote fast food stall. Yeah, it looks dope. That's pretty cool. I'm that's very affinity getting that cyber table in the future. (laughs) Mechanicum don't eat noodles, so I can't do that to my mechanic. You could just put it. It's like Cheerios, but they're just all nuts and bolts or bits and bites. It can just be bits and bites, and it's. Yeah, that, that's seat metal. Yeah, that's something worth mentioning though. Like the tables that I've been using for Necromunda that we've been using for Necromunda are our ZMs and all those sort of things. Totally, uh, are the same tables that that we built for 30k. So, uh, I mean, like I've got it, that. That's something worth talking about. Is uh, the scare like thinking about when you're building a table, building some geological fucking shit for your table that can not only work as a, a sort of add density to a centurion game but also if you get rid of all the stuff you've already made and just leave that geological stuff that might be enough to just play like adeptus titanicus on as well oh that's a good so idea think, yeah things like things like just tr- like rock piles yeah. chip piles that sort of thing um uh big big sort of like stone stones that's a, yeah, that sort like, of shit. yeah like things that aren't necessarily going to be like, like tied that. to scale yeah, Probably. things are scale agnostic. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, and and so so I mean that's I I went and built all of these tables because I was like, 
you know, like we were playing pretty much on sort of 40k. Like when we first started playing 30k, we were just playing on 40k players, sort of hand-me-downs and that sort of shit. So we'd have to always be part of like a, we'd have to be part of like a 40k event, and then sort of use. They, they would le- they would loan us some tables, and I was like, well, I'm not happy with this. We need to fucking need to build some more tables. So I just started just fucking building these tables, trying to make them keep them as cheap as possible. Because I've, I've I've taken all these step-by-step photos, and I've still got bits of them and stuff. At some point, I want to do some videos on sort of how to make super cheap terrain. Um, but I'd yeah, love so you I started to do that, Tim. I want to steal <laughs> some of your. I want I want one of those uh, the swamp or the tube swamp or what do you call it the um the one that you oh yeah the steam woods yeah the steam dude, woods yeah, that's easy fuck. yeah that thing is so easy. awesome just go and start stripping plastic tubing out of people's <laughs> out of abandoned houses like immediately <laughs> and then once you've got about okay I, well, meters, i'll go now i'll meters. just stop for, i'll just leave this recording and you guys can uh <laughs> no I'll, i just mean you know <laughs> on your way home or something on your way home I, from work see an abandoned house just run in just start pulling the tubing out well, so, just pulling it off outdoor ducting and shit. Something before we finish on this whole topic, too. I was just thinking a topic that we could cover is um, where we look for inspiration or where you guys look for inspiration or whatever. Um, I have a few ideas in my mind right now of just like excellent places to look for inspiration for, for just table, for terrain. Well, for let's, tables, let's save for that to, for the end here. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I guess we're, unless anyone else has anything to, I think we've talked a lot about uh, MDF and we're getting yeah. into, uh you know the custom stuff here so yeah like tim let's let's talk about some we're talking about the you know the steam woods and i know you've done uh we've talked a little bit about the um the zm like forest one but you've made a bunch of of these you know fish tank tank terrain the witch fish tank terrain fish tank oh yeah Yeah, that's right that is like basically where a lot of those plants came from right no it's not even that's what everyone always says and i'm like no it's not fucking fish tank terrain (laughs) so it's it's yeah 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 uh yeah westy uh no it's um basically to to make that table so it's a it's a basically like a a dense rainforesty sort of table uh i went on to aliexpress.com which is like chinese ebay basically oh yeah and then you just go on there and then i just searched plastic palm trees yeah and it just brought out like fucking seven thousand types of plastic palm tree and i just scrolled down 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 until i found the most for the least money (laughs) and then i just ordered them and then i I ordered like a, a bunch of different sort of colored trunks and shit like that there's a few different versions some of them are a bit more fancy they have like a as well as the trunk and the green sort of leafy bit on a palm tree some of them have like a yellow hangy fronzy dead oh, fronzy yeah. bit yeah as well so they're, they're slightly more expensive but worth having a look at um and uh so for 50 dollars american with including postage i got like a fuckload of those palm trees so then i emptied all of those out of <laughs> because they all came in like individual oh, a shitload of little tiny plastic bags mm-hmm. so that was just like an hour probably just pulling them all out of these little bags <laughs> while i was watching tv um and then uh, basically, I got some MDF. Probably, I think it's uh, five mil or six mil. Oh no, I'm, it might have been masonite. Actually, I think it might have been like five mil masonite. Um, and then I just cut those. Uh, sort of drew drew uh, sort of uh, round shapes, kidney shapes, that sort of shit. Yeah. With a with a marker, and then cut them out 
with a jigsaw, which is always fun. And then I, um, I, I, so I went to the trouble of putting PVA down, sanding them, putting little bits of gravel, sanding them, waiting for that to dry, putting another layer of, of thinned down PVA over it to seal that all down and then spray painting it. But in hindsight, I would have just fucking like, and a few of the later ones, I just did this. Uh, I would just cut the shape out bevel the edge and then just spray it like a dark green because once the all because once all that shit's on top of it you won't be able to see so i got all the palm trees uh, got the palm trees hot glued them all down with a hot glue gun so they're all down uh the palm trees were obviously there and then you could see where i had fucking used a shitload of hot glue to hot glue them all down so i just got um so i just go into like over here we have just we just you just call them like dollar shops or two dollar yep. stores or whatever where it's just all cheap shit from Asia. And then you go in there and they've got all sorts of stuff. So I, I always go in those stores just to see if they've got like creepy little cherub statues or fucking whatever, <laughs> so whatever shit you can use for terrain. Cause it's so cheap. Um, and I found all those just, just plastic plant bits. They're yeah. like a, it's like a square sort of, um, lattice almost with like a whole bunch of little plastic bits stuck on them. And you, uh, uh, you, they're meant to, you're meant to link them together to make a wall of just like plastic, fake plastic shit, like some chintzy like, fake plastic tree wall okay. or something. I don't know what the fuck it's for, but Chinese people sell them really cheap. And so uh, <laughs> I just got all of those and I'd just, get a, I'd just tear off a whole bunch and just hold them in my hand in a big clump. And then I would put hot glue down and, and I'd just ram it in. stick them in there <laughs> until I just crammed as much around the bottom so you couldn't see all the hot glue. Well, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Boom, because it looks like you didn't, none of the trees or, 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 um, or trunks or anything you painted, right? So I was wondering how, yeah. you, how you went about doing it if, it, if you painted anything. No. And it sounds like no. such a super easy thing I was just looking at pictures of it on, your, on the Instagram, yeah. and, and it's like, yeah, it looks really good. As long as you use different colors and because all those different little plant things were all slightly different colors and different shaped plants there's like just all different different shapes and colors i don't think like you you can go and i've seen people do this like i've seen on on instagram where people get those trees and they're like i'm just gonna they pull all the foliage off and spray it or whatever you're like fuck man that's so much work (laughs) like painting trunks and shit like that yeah it's not that kind of operation that's not fucking but i get the most compliments ever is over those tables (laughs) and that tape that over that table and everyone always wants to play on that table and when i'm like hey um you at magic world for a game which table do you want to bring do you want me to bring people always want to play on the table (laughs) and fucking it was the cheapest easiest one that i've ever done literally took like i could you, you could probably do that in a in a day if you had like a whole day and do you have uh, what kind of do you use a mat for it? Right, it looks like a, maybe a jungle mat or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, just a swamp mat, like swamp anything mat. that's sort of a dark green. Yeah, you want to go dark, I think. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, that one's awesome. And that so you use the same swamp mat then for the um, for the steam uh, woods. Oh no, I've got I've got separate ones. That that deep cut studios yep. does that swamp mat. Like if you, if you really want like a shit hard mat, check out deep cut studios. Like they do some of the best ones. It's just, they're fucking expensive. Like it's mm. because like a hundred, I think that mat cost me 160 bucks a lot with postage. Yeah. They've got, coming from they've got Thuania some Titanicus ones now that just dropped. They've got like one. That's where Eric and yeah, Phil got their They look from. amazing. Oh, but really? That's exactly yeah. what both of the guys were like. They're like, yeah, they look amazing, but, but they're, they're very, they're very, very expensive. expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once you get the there's a stockist the in Australia right? now. Yeah, there's a stockist in Australia here somewhere, but 
he's somewhere he's still he's still like you know thousands of kilometers away you know like it's just yeah, um really oh the huge. one thing about deep cut if you do buy from the from their lithuania or whatever they i don't know where they are they might be in america <laughs> no, or the uk no, or something yeah. for some reason i feel like they're in poland or some shit not too um, sure uh, in any case, just make sure that you add in that you want a bag because that one came without a bag. Yeah, we heard, was like, we heard the same thing from our buddies too. Or you just accidentally get like a paper one because I was looking at it and I was like, oh, they have all these weird little options. Yeah, that was interesting. With they, they do have different options that you don't you don't yeah. need to just get that. You know, the mouse pad type material you can get other ones, but for at least for me and that math that your transportation stuff was on at our event. That your sector mechanicus was on. Yeah. What was where was that from? That's uh that that's map. a fat mat. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the mat I want. Yeah. So um, yeah. So the and then the steam woods. It was a very si- similar process, right? You just got like some PVC tubes, uh, some like electrical. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> tubing. No, not even that. Like I just told my mom like years ago, back when I like <laughs> you know like twenty years ago, I was like, make sure you save all of these. Um, all of these cardboard things from cling wrap, you know, and uh, alfoil and that sort of shit. And she was like, yes, I will. And then, like, recently she's like, hey, what do you want with all of these things I've been saving for the last 20 years? It's like and a she closet, just gave me a whole, like, exploding yeah. full of tubes. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't that much, but, like, it, it, was, a fuck, it was a shitload because um, it made that whole table. <laughs> I, I think I bought probably an extra, I think I bought some just slightly thicker plastic tube. Um, but yeah, so I just used all of those and plus, plus, you know, my, we've got, got, got a few from here as well, uh, that I also put aside. Um, but yeah, so then just hot glue, that, that was even easier. I just got masonite. I just cut that into squares, uh, just on the table saw and then, uh, got on the bench grinder, bench, bench sander thing. Um, and just uh, sanded the edges. You could do all this with a jigsaw. Like I would suggest if you want to do your own homemade terrain, definitely buy a jigsaw. Like you can get them so cheap now. I'm imagining in America, you can probably get them for like 20 bucks right next to where you buy handguns. <laughs> and um, it, <laughs> fucking they're so America. good, like a jigsaw. Uh, table, table grinder, table sander, ta- uh, whatever the fuck it's called, bench sander. Yeah. Uh, they're they're pretty useful as well. If you can get one of those for under a hundred bucks, and that's just to make your kidneys like make them all smooth, kind of thing. Oh, just to be- yeah, bevel the edge on 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 um, or, or just set, or just curve the edge or whatever on a piece wh- of MDF. Why do you do that? Night. Is that just like for aesthetic reasons, or does that help? Yeah, just so there's no, or? so there's not like an obvious gap. Okay, you know, like so there's not an obvious edge. Yeah. Um, and, and it looks better because then you can sand all the way to the edge sort of thing, if you know what I mean, all the way down. Um, uh, and then so, yeah, so just uh, uh, got those things, hot glued those tubes down, and then I got uh, expanding, expanding foam uh, yeah. again and just like uh, sprayed that around the bottoms. And then I bought uh, for like 20 bucks or something like that, I think, or maybe it's 10 bucks. Uh, I could get like, you can get 20 meters of this like um that plastic that ribbed plastic ribbed conduit like, yeah shit. yeah that's what yeah. that's what i was saying like the electrical kind of tubing or I yeah yeah that's what it is that but. shit's cheap <laughs> as fuck yeah you, you can just go to a like a hardware store and i think it's 10 meters maybe for 20 bucks maybe that's what it was um but i just got that and then just and then just used a knife to just cut bits that were about 40 to 50 mil long and then I would just press those in at ground level into the edge of the expanding foam, 
and well, in some cases sticking right. out at angles and shit like that, like before it had, before it had, it set obviously. Yeah. Um, and then that fully expands, and then you've got this sort of like weird looking goddamn thing. Uh, so text, so it needs some texture though. So uh, what I got is uh, from a hardware store, from the plant section, you can get this shit called sphagnum moss. I don't know. If you probably get the same shit over there. Okay. Uh, it's basically what they they use you, you use it to like uh, um, for 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 growing succulents. Oh yeah. You can you yeah. Press you shove this shit into like pots, and then the succulents grow on top of that. It's like a it's just this mossy sort of stuff. You can get it all dried out um, in like a shrink wrapped sort of cube. Basically, it comes, and then uh, I just got that stuff. Just trimmed it with scissors. Uh, into a huge ball and then dumped in some sand and some gravel and then a fuckload of PVA glue and a little bit of water and yeah. just mixed it up until it was like a paste and then just, just and the idea that of that I just got, yeah and then just painted that all over the expanding foam and around the um, tubes and stuff uh, and the, I got that idea from um, just looking at uh, you know Blanchitsu stuff and that crazy terrain that they do mm-hmm. they just always have like lots of crazy textures so I just figured out the easiest way to do that and uh, and basically did that. And then spraying it, then just sprayed it all black, and then just rattle can. This entire thing's just done with rattle can. It really? It's gray tubes. Yeah, gray tubes. Sprayed the whole thing black, sprayed the tubes gray, and then uh, three different – I got three different shades of rattle can greens, like a dark green, medium green, and a light green. Okay. And then just did those, just one after the other, like – and just went through it all. Sweet. And then uh, just set it and forget it. Yep. Boom. Done. So no picking up any details, going back and doing any, you know, brush? Nope. Just... Nope. Cool. Yeah, because the the texture on that is so weird and sort of like, uh, sort of, uh, I don't know, what do you call it, biological, I guess, Mm -hmm. with the three different layers of of paint. Like, it's it's got its own shading and shit sort of built into it almost. Like, it just looks... I don't know. I, I'd probably go back with a little bit of yellow, maybe, and just sort of like do a little bit of yellow on it, just to make it sort of tie into some of the mats more. Okay. Because it doesn't. It's 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 slightly off, and I think it's just because it needs a little bit of yellow. Okay, and you'd do that with a rattle can as well, or you'd go back. Yeah, and hit, yeah. yeah. Cool. Do a light sprinkle, and then anywhere where it did too much. That's the other thing with the with the cans is like so you do like a dark green over say, like sixty percent of it. And then do the next middle green over forty percent, and then the highlight. Just spray that around. And if you spray too much of any of those colors in a spot, you, you can just, just pick up pick up the, <laughs> pick up another color and and just spray over the top of it. And you just keep. And, and then usually, like I'll just pick up. And then once I've done them all, I'll just pick up a color and I'll walk around and I'll go, oh, this needs a bit here, bit here, right. and then I'll pick up the next color. This needs a bit here, here, here. Boom, 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 and then yeah. And it, done. it looks like you've built enough of that, um, that again, to be like the, the plant one where you could run, you know, you could do a 3000 yep. point six by four, you could do a centurion, you could do almost yep. a ZM with it. So is that, is that really yeah, like your Yeah, we played a, a four by four Necromunda on it as well. Okay. Uh, which was pretty good because it's all, it becomes all these sort of like weird sort of creepy alleyways and these sort of shooting. And then you can actually, you can climb up on top in some spots oh, and, cool. and get good line of sight but then you then other people in the table can see you and they're all yeah it's pretty good i like playing on it so is that if if you're making new boards you you know is that generally how you're going to approach things now is thinking about how to scale yeah, up sure. and down yeah. right yeah on. yeah and yeah. Then, i mean like a, a lot of the tables especially like a 
like the like if you get one of those awesome lava mats there's a yep. bunch of different companies now that do a lava mat it's really easy to do some just like rocks and broken broken shit piles and that sort of thing um and then like lava mat with some hills and sort of broken big broken so what i, I make these things that where it's like a um basically the the best way to if, if you're going to do a lava table lava theme table is just go and look at pictures of like iceland or you know just areas where fucking ge- geology is happening like in, in in motion basically and then just sort of just fucking rip off ideas from rl which is the best <laughs> thing to rip off because like no one can see you because you're just ripping off fucking shit that's actually real um so i'll make these things where it's like uh i'll make a cut a base of uh, MDF and then put a piece of foam on there, maybe like 30 mil foam, trim around that. Then I'll get, um, I'll just hot glue a big, like just a big rock on the top of it and then take a knife and just carve away all of the foam until it's basically like a rock with 40 mil of foam holding it up. And then basically once you've, and then you do some spack filler on that to sort of sweep up the edges and sort of give it, make it, make it look like it, like the rocks there and all the shit around it's eroded. Because the and and the rock has sort of protected what what it, what's what it's sitting on, boom done. That's like a cool fucking thing that is scale agnostic. You could put that down and it just becomes a really fucking huge rock when the titan's near it, or it could be like a just a just a really heavy rock when when a twenty eight mil model is next to it, um, and that that sort of thing. You, you can use that for any game, you know. You use that for BattleTech. You could use that for. Um, I don't know any 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 for any sort of uh, game where people would feasibly be fighting in a volcanic area, which is probably extremely unlikely, I guess, in the real world. Probably wouldn't play bolt action on there, but I don't know. Yeah, no. Don't know I, how much volcanic volcanic action there was during World War Two. <laughs> I don't think there's many battles fought uh, beside volcanic areas, <laughs> uh, at least from my knowledge of World War Two. There's all, yeah, there's that story in. Uh... I can't remember what book is it. Is it book four where they're fighting on a volcanic planet? Oh, it's. I think that's book six, isn't it? Is where it they're, they're fighting a glaive and they can't bring time. Oh yeah, Mazoa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was an yeah. awesome. Story. Well, exactly right. That, yeah, that's that's why I started doing that. Those why I even bought that lava mat was because I was like, oh, Mazoa, I can do an yeah. awesome Mazoa table. That's cool. Um, so I've I've got enough geological shit for a Mazoa table. All, literally, all I need to do is yeah, build the walls and build a huge gatehouse right that like a. That a salamander's glaive can drive through, it's very and then I'm good simple, to go. But it looks awesome. Yeah, we're just looking at your uh, your pictures right now on the Instagram of of that table. Um, yeah, so yeah. The idea is, yeah, like you know, like you can definitely sort of uh, make things 30k themed, but luckily the 30k encompasses the entire galaxy. So there's over 80 billion stars just in our in our <laughs> galaxy, right? So unlimited worlds to model up. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's it, true. It, and, and then you can use, if you can use it for other shit, like I've used that table for fantasy battles, that lava table, it's fucking awesome right. for fantasy battles. We'll definitely, we'll be using it for Titanicus, um, which would be pretty cool. So yeah, like I, I think that's an awesome approach is definitely, you know, thinking about the scalability, both in terms of the game size, but uh, like for, let's say 30K, but also, hey, we can do 28 mil, we can do titanicus yeah level with, stuff with titanicus on this being and, a thing now that's definitely ooh. much more of a factor i think we're that's going to be yeah. what we're going to be trying to do more because now we've gotten 
um, you know, I think this is a good point to touch on, like being a citizen soldier and, and you guys Whoa. bringing, bringing that to like the 30 K masses, <laughs> I would say. And, uh, yeah. you know, it gave us the idea, Hey, let's add that to our events because we want our events to grow and we sure as hell can't do all the tables. So yeah, I think, so I think well, that's that we've really gotten now people onto it. Like in, instead of, Hey, this is the next army I'm going to work on. Like a bunch of people now are really jacked being like, this is the next table I'm working on. And I want to bring it to this next event and like try to go for this, Ooh. like, you know, citizen soldier, like a prize and stuff like that. And just to get, cause now after our last event, we had, I think there was at least four people from our immediate local groups that showed up with with custom boards and Eric, Jeremy, Ashton. Yeah, and three of those were custom built for the event. So suddenly it's like, hey, here's three more boards in our local circle that we now you know have because get playing on the same old like uh, same old board and especially like as much as I love some uh, like some of our mats, but like some mats can be very uh constricting like the original fat mat like i love it but i'm such i'm so anal like it's the anal architect in me that i i need to stay within the lines you know like i'm like a building can't go on a road and and stuff like that so one i I think i love because we have it as a competition too so it's like you know you can win you can win a prize for a citizen soldier and we we went out specifically we had two prizes. We had uh, best and runner-up, but we we were like, okay, the the best citizen soldier is going to basically get our best prize. Yeah, this is going to be the, the big chunk of terrain. Yeah, so the idea yeah. of like well, well, we're you just going like, to get people to put the quality bar up high too because they want to win. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So if yeah, there you go. Like if you want to be the ultimate citizen soldier, boom! Like that's the way to do it is to conceive of a table where you can play uh, play thirty k games on. It's good enough terrain to make be dense enough for Centurion, and you can also take all the buildings off, say, and then boom, you've got like a four by four Titanicus. So, yeah. right, because like I mean, like th- that's the the other night actually. Um, I did this actually. I um I took my uh my Roid Town table, which is my MDF miniature scenery table, which I call Roid, Roid Town. because okay. it's because like, it's, it's, it's uh from from uh. Uh, in Necromunda, yeah, the um, the Goliaths are just like I was guessing that it was going to go to Necromunda here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I took that along. Um, um, I set it up as a six by four, so I spread it out, and we played a century fifteen hundred point centurion is there like a game. Gem on that table, tell me you've got like a little like, like a no, there isn't. There isn't. Oh, it, I, look, so what I want to do, someone needs to print some fucking three D, uh, some uh, you know three D print some. Like weights tables and shit like yeah. that, yeah. and just like yeah, whatever so fucking just like just call Westy and go, Burkut, Westy, tell me what I need to build, yeah. and, and then if, if somebody could three D print that shit, I would just put them all on the rooftop, so it'd be like Roy Town of just all the rooftop. It's just all rooftop gyms. Well, you're gonna need, you need, like, you're gonna need at least six squat racks, and you're gonna need uh, yeah, that's yeah. a free one. Yeah, no, you need you need like a you're gonna need like a beach mat though for that, like or on the side of the ocean. It's like a gold gym or yeah, something like, like that. Style. And there's yeah. John just like yeah. just bench pressing, <laughs> just working out. Yeah, exactly. I like just it. super tan dudes. Little yeah, little so, yeah, so tank top. Yeah, you so I took use that gloss, table. The gloss wash on all of those guys, though. They got to be shiny <laughs> for sure. Just <laughs> up, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I played that on the six by four. Played a fifteen hundred point centurion ta- uh, game, and then after that, we just condensed the table down to a six by to a four by four. Sorry, and then we played a Necromunda game uh, straight on it. But 
I mean, like, it, it, the ideal table would be that you could play a 1,500-point Centurion game, and then you would just take all the buildings off, and then you've got enough stuff left over to make a, in, an interesting uh, Titanicus game where, like, you know, a 1v1 Warlord. So in, in, in a single evening, you've played two different games from two systems, but you haven't had to pack away all the shit. You've yeah. just... All you've had to do is remove some of the terrain. That'd and be then the they ideal. Can, they can work into each other too, right? You can. Yeah, you yeah. Can... And then if you can, and then there's no reason because then you don't you don't really need to build two separate tables that way. Or, or you you basically you've got one table that does both. So if you're going to invest in that second table, that one can also do both, and then you can turn up somewhere and four people can play, or whatever. You know what I mean? Or you can have a Titanicus game, or two two Titanicus games going because it's it's rare that you're going to go to like a games night. And one group of people's playing one game, and right. you're the guy. You, you, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. So that's a deal. Do that, Westy. It's, it's <laughs> so Tim. I'm wondering, like, if you, what do you think are like the top three things that you have in your toolbox in terms of uh, putting together like scratch built terrain? Uh, basically. Or um, maybe not three. Just some of your like top. Gonna be like number one. Yeah, like it sounds like Basically, expanding foam jigsaw, is definitely high PVA. there. Yeah, jigsaw PVA. The the thing that I spend the most money on is spec filler and PVA. Okay. Because like spec filler, you definitely need that spec filler. <clears throat> so you can use. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, I did do a little bit of spec filler on the on the steam woods table. Because okay. um, once you've once you've done that expanding foam. There's some some places where where sort of it just it expands, but sometimes like it expands in strange ways, like not all <laughs> of it sort of sets, and you'll get a small hole or some shit, and then right. suddenly like two thirds of the shit will just like expand through that hole and make this giant sausage or like a giant fucking ball of shit that just sticks out the side like a like a tumor or something. It's really weird. So sometimes you need to hack shit away. Um, and then you need a little bit of spec filler to sort of fix that up. And but that, I'm almost, pretty, I'd imagine I'm that like protects it too, right? Like gives it a, a little bit from where it's Yeah, there. it just makes it look a bit more uh, realistic, if you know what I mean. Okay. The spec filler, I, what I use spec filler for is to make sort of it look like, uh, to make sort of around the edges of stuff. So if you just have a building that's on a base and then you just basically just sand the base... It just looks like you've got a building that's just built on a billiard tab, billiard yeah. table, if you know what I mean. Whereas spack filler, you sweep that up against a wall in a few places, and it looks a lot, lot more realistic. If you go and look out the back of like a factory or some shit where people just don't give a fuck about design or or, or groundwork or whatever, you know, people don't care about lawns and maintenance and making shit look nice like that. Yeah, go and look out in those places. There's always just like piles of rubble up against walls and shit like that where they've bulldozed something and just left it that's what i imagine most battlegrounds are gonna look like because people haven't gone and like gone oh why is it dirt up against that wall let's make it nice and flat and grow a lawn here anywhere where that's not happening there's just piles of shit fucking mounted up everywhere you know yeah. um so uh that, that's what i use spack filler for and that's why i end up buying fuckloads of it because I just use that on everything. Well, I really, I really like what you've done with the the city train that you did, and like you just, like you were talking about before, mm. of just filling that bottom layer, and then it looks like you just like broke up a bunch of cork and just mashed it into that expanding yeah. foam while it was still wet, and then yep, yep. maybe throwing like a little bit of sand and and something like yeah, that. Yeah, just on gravel it. and stuff. Yeah, just bigger, bigger pieces. So 
when you're sanding, so to, to make stuff look more geological, I've found the best way is like using that spec fill, spec filler. Make sure when you do it, you you sweep it down so it looks like it's sort of like 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 it's it's actually been swept down rather than just like at a at a crazy angle or something like that. Yeah. Uh, then when you're doing, you put PVA on, put it on decently thick, and then you start with like I, I do three different levels of just debris so totally. like larger sort of stones that i place down gravel like coarse gravel that i sprinkle over and then sand like a finish sand that i just dump over the whole thing at the end and then yeah. just leave it all uh for a few hours and then tip the sand back into a bin and then i let that dry at least 24 hours uh it, it might just be you know it depends on humidity because we're in the subtropics here in queensland beautiful mm-hmm. queensland uh, it takes like longer. Like I've, I've had PVA that's it, because the humidity has been so insane that it's taken like two or three days to dry properly. Um, oh, wow. so I usually give it 24 <laughs> hours, come back. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Uh, come back and then I'll do a 50, 50 PVA and water. Just brush that over the top of the whole thing again. And then once that's dried 24 hours later, then I'll spray paint it. Okay. Um, and then boom, done. Then you just do all your, you know, you can do shading and lights of the shit if you want as well. And, um, on that train, what I what I've, I've done on those city fight tables is just I've sprayed the entire thing black. Then I've gone around and done all of the metal work with like burnt iron, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a Vallejo color from the metals range, I think it is metal color range. Uh, and then I've gone around <laughs> and sort of highlighted a few bits with like chrome. And then I just got um, and then I went around all the rubbles, just German. I think it's German gray. German gray. Does that sound right? German gray. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, basically just um, loaded up the airbrush with matte black from Tamiya and yep. then just like sooted everything. And I put soot on the rubble and soot all around the windows and all that sort of shit. So it looks like a burned out city. Well, I love it. Like the, what that bottom layer and like the, the add-on that you did there just makes it look so much better. Like as soon as I saw that, I was like, shit, I should have done that on my buildings. Like yeah. it really makes well, it, it just pop. Stops- yeah, dude, because I've played games where, like, we've played on 40K terrain, 40K player terrain, and somebody's just drawn line of sight through, like, six different ruins worth of, like, mullion windows and shit, and they're like, oh, I can see you from uh, 48 inches away with a last cannon, uh, so I'm just going to shoot you. And I'm like, there's, like, six pieces of terrain. And he's like, yeah, but they've got windows at ground level, so <laughs> we'll see all the way through. I'm like, the fuck? It's like... Fucking, that's ridiculous. So I, I hate that, that shit. stuff so, was designed when, I think it was during 6th edition before they had True Line of Sight, is that right? Oh, that, the original city stuff is from, like, 3rd or 4th, like, max 4th edition. Yeah, I feel like there was a big yeah. change where when, when they sort of Long did that, time it was ago. like, oh, we need to, like, actually not have windows on bottom floors because it doesn't really work gameplay-wise very well. Yeah, I would always just yeah. throw a piece of, uh, of just, um plastic card or something on all those bottom windows just to block There's some out. sponge in there or something. <laughs> yeah but um <clears throat> but now that the games workshop's got their new ruins uh mm-hmm. their new sort of uh uh sort of archways and stuff like that they've also got some new mechanicum shit coming out as well i, don't I know saw if you've seen that. that yeah i saw it. it's yeah. in one mm-hmm. kit so far right that's yeah, come out yeah, for exactly. a Christmas kit. Have you not seen it, John? I have, but I didn't really get a good look at it. Yeah. To see if it looks, yeah, it looks like pretty a good. Looks pretty awesome. Or they snuck it um, in. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, that, that stuff's coming. That stuff's pretty promising. But as well as that, maybe that stuff coming out might make people sort of um, want to sell their old shit off for cheap. And I mean, this stuff's just, mm. just 
like pretty good. It's it's all it's all modular. This this old stuff, like it's all yeah. every single little tile, which which is really good. I still I think I still think it works. Like that's the good thing that I like about the, the new stuff is that it is beautiful. You know, Ooh. I'm eventually gonna get some of it. Like as soon as I saw that new city terrain, I was like, oh yeah. fuck me, oh, I'm so screwed. Good, yeah. My well, wallet is yeah, gonna. It, Get get take a yeah. pounding. Well, some but people are weird like that. They'll be like, "Oh, I just want to replace." You're everything. totally right. But, totally right. But, but I, think, I yeah, I'll buy that shit. It does work really well together. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think quite. it's still like I'd be kind of pissed if they went so different that it's like, oh, you put these on the same table yeah, and they sure. just don't they don't jive anymore. Like, oh, <laughs> what was that, Dave? I love David. Mm-hmm. Like, how, I love that you're working on a night right now. How, what night is this? Like 125 or something. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> but, it may just exploded. But yeah, now that we're kind of moving on to talking about GW, like those old city uh, kits, now that the new ones are out, you can't buy those are now off the website. Yeah. Oh, so, are they? Yeah. <clears throat> so I think you well, can Well, there you go, only... Westy. You just need to convince, you need to convince AJ that uh, his old terrain is just the shit. old dog shit terrain yeah. Yeah. and then buy it off him for cheap yeah. and then he can buy all the new stuff. Summer do. No, I, that doesn't really help me. <laughs> I guess if he would, he would actually give me a good price for it. But some somehow, I don't think it would be like, "Come on, give me a good deal." Um, but yeah, that the cool thing about the the new stuff that I've noticed is that they have built it mod, somewhat modular. So you don't have. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but uh, from floor to floor, you don't have to glue it in. Like there's a notch on the main columns so that they'll notch in place which i think is going to be awesome for Uh transportation and just like switching things up um but the you know the i i think the all of the new in terms of all the current games workshop stuff that's available it's It's all it's all amazing unbelievable like all the sector mechanic stuff that have come back favorite terrain in the world like it all looks incredible all the the now that they've got the cranes and and the shipping containers like those shipping containers i've I've spent way too much money on those shipping containers (laughs) are definitely like way too expensive but they're very cool oh i think all of it is like the biggest downside to any of the gw stuff (laughs) is the price point for sure but it is it used to be cheap too like their their terrain used to be relatively cheap like the the in the old days you know like it it was one of the cheapest things that they actually sold not Uh, anymore but but (laughs) with that sector mechanicus stuff though you do if you are going to play like because that stuff's designed for skirmish games where you've got like six models running around shooting each other like if you you do need some shit under it if you know what I mean, like, or, 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 like uh, shipping containers, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, because you can just see through like the under those gantries so easily. But uh, I'm just but I, unless you want to. When I when that battle, s- I stuff first came out, I just uh, like I just lost my mind and thinking like if I took this back to my like. 13 year old self when necromunda first dropped i just like lose oh, my yeah. mind like the yeah. the the <laughs> endless you know possibilities that you have with this new specifically those kits that are so interchangeable and you know it's really just how much money do you have in your wallet to drop on the stuff and you can i've seen some crazy boards that have been yeah. made up on yeah. facebook that are just like jesus i you must have paid like well, a kid's tuition for this. Well, the, <laughs> but, I think it's the sponsor of your podcast there, uh, uh, Frontline, or what is it called again? Uh, oh, Fall, Frontline, Frontline 30K. 30K. Like, like yep. uh, those guys, like their terrain is fucking insane. The only, the only 
They're literally the only guys that I've seen where it's like, you just have Forge World quality tables. Like, flat out. <laughs> and then when yeah. I found out they were in the Bay Area, it all started to fall into place. It was like, oh, okay. Whoever owns this club has got a lot of money. That makes sense. It's the Bay Area. It's like the most like expensive yeah, it's place in Biafra. North America. That's what I've heard. It's who? It's Jelly Biafra. That's who I've heard is the, the secret uh, <laughs> secret master. But that shit list looks insane. And and yeah, so talk we were talking about the sector mechanicus and stuff and before we move away from that, I was that's sort of one thing I'm kinda trying to figure out is um so my my thirty K table that I wanna do is gonna be a Xana table. I've already got the mat picked out and I've already got a little bit of sector mechanicus uh stuff purchased. And that's sort of the theme of my Xana army is uh sector mechanicus bases as well. But one of the things I've been thinking about is you're you're right, Tim. You touched on something there. Is that that stuff is definitely designed for the multi-level tiered sort of stuff where it's got like gantries and like you're raised up, and it doesn't necessarily rules wise translate into 30k that well. So one of the things that I'm trying to sort of figure out is like is maybe some more some terrain that's maybe takes takes the bait. You know what I mean, like. Like, a lot of the cover on those tables, it's really weird because it ends up being cover that's high up that doesn't really actually yeah. affect the game. It's sort of... Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. More you end up with, like, heavy like weapons. Stuff on, the stuff on the ground, yeah. Like, maybe some buildings that I could mix in. Like, uh, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, uh, I'm trying to think of, is there, like, a industrial, like, MDF tables I could mix in with uh, Sector Mechanicus and have it actually look like it belongs and stuff like that. Uh, you could even just do like uh, like just woodlands. Like you can get some uh, just a fuckload of uh, trees and things like that would provide ground level. Oh yeah, level, but I'm doing um, like this is a forge world. There's no trees left on Xana, son. <laughs> oh, is that are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I thought it was well, set on like prob- some they- pleasant woodland area. Does <laughs> that exist? And I feel like they probably harvested it to all hell, and there's nothing left, and it's all just a just a cha- yeah. chaotic. Uh, Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. If it's on a so if it's on Zana, do do you know any? Do you have any further information on Zana, or is it just like I know that they have a, I know that the basis of Malinax, Malinax's paint scheme is supposed to be, the bone the bone white has some significance to a creature that exists on that world. So there's theoretically probably (laughs) some sort of like. Well, that's a, yeah, there's, there's probably yeah, some sort of <laughs> exactly. like death worldy aspects to the world is kind of the impression that I that I that I get. But when I, yeah, okay. it, I don't really know, like I just know that I yeah, wanted to yeah. forge specifically. I want it to look like yeah, that's right. Yeah, because because like, their symbol, like that, their nighthouse's symbol is like the that fucking scorpion. extinct giant. Uh, oh, what am I thinking? Oh no, the Zana, Zana itself. Their symbol is like that big skull oh, thing, yeah. right? Oh yeah, the yeah. horse skull kind of. Yeah, like is that is some, that actually so, what it's supposed to be? Yeah, that's some extinct animal from their planet. Oh really? Uh, so cool. it sounds yeah. So it sounds like they have polluted it to a shithole. So already, <laughs> which is like yeah. go go fucking. So yeah, and my base and my bases are all very like uh, rusty and like they look warm. Like I want, I kind of want it to look like the inside of. Uh, oh yeah, there ooh, you go. That looks, Sick. There's uh, that that's, def, uh, that's war train? games. No, not war games. Who is that again, David? 
Uh, I can't see it. It's too small. Gamepad.eu. That's what uh, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, we were planning yeah, to do an order from cool. them eventually. Yeah, that looks really good. That, yeah, I that think stuff. like generators, right. like you could also do like mm-hmm. you could do scrap heaps as well. Like you could yeah. get some of those bits from. We've got a, we got a, we got a local guy who does 3D printing too, and I'm yep. hoping that we can get him on doing like this kind of that kind of stuff because that that does that's really good inspiration there, David. Well, I'm actually. just thinking yeah. of like what what. Uh, Tim's like expanding foam and just using little bits and pieces and you want to do lots of weathering on it, like rusting, like you could just do these scrap heaps of like rusting piles of shit. Well, I have like, I have a freaking Demio, Demos Predator sitting around for that. that, Yeah, you can totally make that into. I've been trying to figure out, I'm just not that good with this stuff. So it's like, that's one thing I've wanted to do for a while is like, sort of figure out a way to make that thing look like it's naturally blasted out, mounted on a base, put stuff around oh, yeah. the base to make it look like it fits with something. Make it have, you, have you got a Dremel? Or do you know, do you no, know anyone who's got a Dremel? I, yeah, I've got one here. Have you? Got it. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah, just take a Dremel to it, bro. Just, yeah. like, use a Dremel to just rust the fuck out of it. Just So you just cut holes in it and then sort of really thin the edges around yeah. around the holes so that it looks like like it's rusting out, Yeah. like under some acid, acid rain or something. But, yeah, I mean, like, Tons of people should be just ditching their uh, their uh, tanks and things like that now, right? For thirty k, isn't oh, for forty k? Sorry, isn't forty k yeah. all about like? It's all about knights. We we were. So you might be able to. So you, yeah, <laughs> you might be able to, to to buy buy up some like cheap already built vehicles Shit, that you can ruin. Yeah, and just have them have them scattered around. Plus, plus that stuff that uh, that um, uh, the we were just looking at before. Uh, because that, that stuff, I was just thinking, I've seen people packing that shit away and it all fits nicely into, it all comes packed in like foam boxes as well. So it's really easy to transport. You could also, uh, take, um, like a heat gun to it as well too. Yeah. To warp it. And to warp it and like have it to do some like melted damage or you could. I wanted to kind of cut the back of it off and make it look like it had just completely gotten blown out by a. Falchion yeah, just just don't do don't go too crazy. Like tanks like that look better when you've when they've only got minimal damage. If yeah, you put the heat on the back and it melts the whole thing, like well, sometimes was, you get a whole plate on it, will just bend right up and stuff. Yeah. I was thinking like if you wanted to save it for like your next night that you're working on and have that like. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So and that's that's, that's actually something table, I was so. thinking about too. <laughs> so uh, the one of the the one one piece of specifically of sector mechanic is terrain that I own right now. It's like a. I think it's supposed to be like a rearming station for knights or something. Like it has this like, yeah. yeah. So I'm sort of thinking, I'm like looking at my Porphyrion. I'm like, I'm pretty sure my Porphyrion is just going to end up being a piece of terrain on this table in a lot of the games. Cause it is a nice big giant chunk of line of sight blocking terrain. David doesn't but like sticking that. Sticking it like putting it up, up on it, looking like it's being rearmed, you know, yeah, yeah. like, like it's, it's actually looked on, like it's being worked up. on and getting tuned up. Yeah. Like, I think that would be getting super its cool oil change and the yeah. wiper fluid switched exactly. in. Uh, yeah. I think also like also that, um, sector mechanicus stuff as well is really open to getting, uh, you know, adding some bits and pieces. I'm not too sure, Tim, if you saw pictures of the, uh, mods that Eric Prospero Burns, our boy over here, did to one of those Sector Mechanicus. Um, I don't know what a, the, the stacks. Like the, I guess yeah, one of the r- large turned stacks. it into like a big like uh, metal like like the end uh, of Terminator. Yeah, to, made it so the end oh, of Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, you just got a yep. Necron hand like coming out of this malt like. 
So, this lava yeah, that's covered that? at the top. Th- that's what I should say. That's the theme for my table, essentially, is I want it to look like a giant, like, manu- factory. Like, I want it to look like you'd be walking around and you'd be, like, sweating and there'd be, like, smelt- like smoldering heat coming off of everything because it's just, like, an active forge. Just get a little s- smoke machine to work into it. Yeah. And it'd be dope. I want to get a little mini speaker to put into something so I could just, like, press play and, like, have Should- it, like, play, like, like synthwave. Yeah. Just, like, just, like... If there were- well, that's, no. that stuff that stuff looks really good if you uh, mount it on bases and have some spec filler swept up the sides so it looks like you know dust like storms you know, sort of piled shit against it yeah and then uh, yeah and then sprayed with like a darkish sort of metal color and uh, a shitload of pigments and stuff on it so it mm-hmm. looks like it's just rusting shit out do you uh, use straight up like gaming pigments when you're using pigments for uh, terrain or do you make your own by like... uh, yeah I use uh, AK uh, oh no sorry Vallejo Okay, so you do layer brown iron oxide. That's okay. what I use. I've heard of some people getting some, uh, I don't know, like just cheap, cheaper pastel, not pastels. So what am I thinking? Chalk kind of crayons and shredding them to, yeah, that's what do you got mm. there, David? Uh, artist chalk pastels. Okay, so is that what you use when you're doing big uh, scale weathering on terrain, or do you use uh, just regular gamer stuff? I use that when I run out of uh, the good stuff. Okay. <laughs> That's the, the backup, the just-in-case? Yeah. Oh, I, man. No, you go. You go. You go. No, no, no. I don't really have anything else to say. That's it. <laughs> uh, I, I was just going to say, fucking, it just reminded me, um, Kimmel, um, uh, one of Ryan's tables, it, he used some fucking crazy shit that he told me about. Um, so it, it's like a, it, it's a fully rusted out uh, using this old, old terrain i don't even know what's called what's this old games workshop shit that i've got the basilica or whatever yeah yeah that sort of thing so he's got a whole table of that but he's used this crazy shit where it's like you paint this thing on like you you paint on one layer and then and it's got like actual fucking iron in it or something and then you paint on the dust table that he's got right like the really ready yeah that one is super cool you paint on another layer of this stuff and this and the stuff that you paint on the second time like literally rusts it so it is like literally like a rusty fucking table, essentially. Like, like you could get. I don't know. If, I don't know if you if if that, if that affects people in some way, but I guess <laughs> it would burn, burn more excitedly. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So it is like literally like a. It, it's a two step step system. He was telling me about. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's fucking next level, man. No wonder it looks so legitimately rusty. Well, yeah, we're gonna. I think we're gonna have to have Kimmel on at some point to talk terrain because talk about a guy that's on on top of his game on that front. Like Jesus, he's he's got a million titles. Oh man, I was just. What did uh, Scott say? He has weaponized autism when it comes to weaponized autism. Yeah, towards terrain and (laughs) and just gaming in general. I was saying, I don't know why the hell you guys got me on here. Ryan's the one you guys need to be talking to. Well, we, I yeah, don't know. We, we might do, you know, we might, we might it's get It's going to be an on ongoing segment about 30, talking 30 about 30K channels, uh, David, as well. Yeah. Like, when one. you were talking about, Tim, about doing the three different grades of, of gravel, it, it reminded me of when we had uh, Damn, David from the 30K channel on, because, like, he's, his thing is just like, well, how many, what's your terrain level at? Like, how many sieves do you have? So he's got like, <laughs> so yeah, when yeah. he's setting up or like taking down uh, the tables, cause he just, he, he'll put out, 
you know, he'll put out a six by four, like molded hills kind of thing. And then he'll be throwing like rocks and sand and different types of gravel. So it actually looks really realistic. Yeah. And, but oh, the dude, cleanup I... is all about like all oh, different yeah. kinds of things of sieves to just get everything back into their proper, you know, spot. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah that's so crazy. Like I was on, um, I think I was on Reddit and I was just talking, like talking terrain, talk on Reddit um there's some good communities on there like uh the um i think it's terrain building or terrain builders subreddit okay and wargaming wargaming terrain or wargames terrain um uh but the i can't remember which the specific one but in any case uh yeah like i was talking shit on there and some dude's just like and I was saying, like, yeah, I just use three three grades of, of rocks or whatever. And he's just like, oh yeah, no probs, man. I'll just uh, I'll crush some my I'll crush my own this evening. And I'm like, what? What the what? fuck? <laughs> and this dude had like a he like he's he's got like a legit like just gravel crusher. You can just set Whoa. it to like fucking whatever grade you want, and then just crush wow. it to that fucking level. And I'm like, what the fuck? God damn it! I'd kill for one of those. So add that to the list of fucking necessary items for the long term. Of <laughs> a gravel, uh, gra- gravel, gravel crusher. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's when you go full industrial level uh, with with uh, your shit, man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm assuming you're part of the group uh, Necromunda Terrain Makers on Facebook. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. So oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. One of their there's a guy in there, Tim. His name is Steve Bryce, and he's been putting up just ridiculous pictures lately and that guy's in our area and he's not in 30k but we're oh, really we're trying like desperately because he's just it makes these insane built from scratch yeah. like super weathered super grim industrial uh tables yeah, yeah, just, yeah. he's he's po- just posting those pictures it's like just pulling me into playing necromunda yeah. just waiting Wait, for all the books to come like together yeah, half the world's fucking rust pigments and shit go just uh, are sold exclusively <laughs> to that group i'm pretty sure yeah. uh but yeah no yeah just get him in just get um I'm, I'm sure like but looking at his work and i know the guy you're talking about i reckon he'd be into mechanicum just give him a super weathered up mechanicum army to use yeah and just like trick him in trick him in yeah he's he's just killing it like he's usually a fantasy player and i know that the it seems like you know i don't know a lot of fantasy players but generally it seems like their you know their elk is is very into train as yeah as much as the <clears throat> well he could do players yeah he could paint up a mechanical army pretty much the same way he paints his terrain just like same sort of shit you know super weathering uh edges like doing edge highlighting and, and that sort of thing um that'd be sick yeah, man. I, uh, Steve, if you're listening to this, just mechan- you can come use my Mechanicum. I'll let you play the first Steve, round for free. But also you have to bring all your terrain as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, a, that's no question. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think like we've, been, we've been talking here for quite a while here about terrain. I know we probably could keep going, but I think we should probably start reeling it in here and like... Now, John, I'll, I'll like kick it over to you. So after hearing like all of this, what do you, uh, where are you leaning towards in your? Uh, John's literally for the last like ten minutes is just being on his pictures phone. Of David's going right now. In this oh, he's going through base. David's train. <laughs> this fucking night base that has like hazard stripes on it. I'm just like so jealous. <laughs> so uh, wipe that out. one, that base. Fun fact: that is. Uh, that is just like door screen that is glued to a base. Oh, really? <laughs> really? 
Oh, oh wow, yeah. that looks that great. Looks so good. I have, uh, I have, I bought some of this like plastic, like, uh, um, I don't know the stuff from DC shavers. It's like, Oh, like the, the plastic card that yeah, it's like, plastic card, but it, it's like, it's got a it texture looks, on it. It's got a texture of like a uh, metal sort of like that grading, that or great, like yeah. that. Uh, what, what would you call that? Like the sort of like uh, star grading that metal has. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot like that actually. Yeah. There's, there she and is. And now That's I'm like, damn, I, yeah, I need that to looks like, really good. I need to like do. I need to to uh, to tape it off or whatever, and or or get a get some kind of a of a uh, okay, well, put, thing for it. Put your phone do down. That. Stop ogling the base, and <laughs> and, uh, and and so now we put dropped all this knowledge on you. Where you, where your have your thoughts changed? I know you're looking at Sector Mechanicus, but you know, uh, still, I think like, where, where I are think you thinking. I think I'm I'm pretty I I think I've I've picked up some some hobbying tips in terms of just like weathering and stuff like one of the things with my Titan Titanicus table is sort of a separate thing that's pretty basic I pretty much own most of the terrain for that I mainly just need a mat and then I'll probably get some more th- uh, some slightly more three D printed stuff the three D printed stuff a lot of it will probably be stuff that can go between my uh, two two tables. Um, between my Mechanicum and table 30K. and my 30K, or yeah, yeah. yeah, between my 30K and my Titanicus table. Yeah. But uh, in terms of that one, like, that's pretty simple, and I don't, aside from, like, b- maybe some basic weathering and stuff like that, I don't know, like, I, I mainly just have to choose colors on that. But for the second Mechanicus stuff, um, yeah, i definitely gotten some inspiration. Um, Tim pointing out about the gameplay thing where it's all raised up and it's meant for multi-story stuff. It's something I've sort of been thinking about for a while, and I think uh, I had already planned to get some 3D printed stuff or maybe get some stuff from GameAd.eu or whatever, yeah. but now I think I, in thinking about it, I, I think I'm realizing now that it is it is even more important than I was considering before and, and, and wanting a table that looks good and a table that also plays well. Yeah. I, you know, I... Uh, I know there's a lot of people in this hobby who are very uh, hobby driven in the sense of like they like to paint and they like to uh, listen to books or whatever. But they, the playing is sort of a secondary thing to them. For me, playing is 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 equally, if not more, important than uh, than the other the other portions of it. So right. I want tables that play well. I don't want. I don't want it to feel like, oh, this it's table doesn't table. really actually yeah, yeah. Like, play well. It's kind of like a drag, you know? So, yeah. yeah. that's true. Are there any, what about do's and don't? What about, like, any any uh, any uh, sort of no-go's? Can you think of any, uh, David? Um, uh, there's never too much forethought. And then if, if there's terrain you want to do that you see potentially causing problems such as like for me that raised pipeline terrain it is completely fine to just create rules to make it work like uh, one i never really got to touch on uh wargame model mods his most recent terrain kickstarter uh was for what he called like the undercity essentially uh it's necromunda style terrain where you can have these big pillars and you put a board on top so you'll have like terrain full like my, what I'm going to do is actually have a full ZM board up above, like a four by six. Uh, like there's these terrain underneath, so like gantries and platforms, so you're fighting underneath. But what somebody had pointed out was it's probably not going to get played on too much unless you make 
rules for it. So we're just going to go ahead and put a mat underneath. We can find something that looks toxic or, you know, irradiated and say, you know, the floor is lava. You're, you're not allowed to touch the floor. If you touch the floor, you die. Right. So that, that will force people to actually have to play in lists to play on that board effectively. Okay. Mm. So I think for some don'ts for me, John, like you've probably seen a lot of the don'ts just from like oh, for the sure. errors of what I've done making some of my terrain. Yeah. Like, I usually go for a lot of big, I like big buildings, and this is probably from my architectural background. But, like, I also, by adding a whole bunch of those architectural bits, like the um, the trusses and stuff like that, I've made some of the ground levels and, and inner levels, kind of like, un- un- very difficult to play on, yeah, to yeah. Play on or to, to be accessible. I don't think I'm the kind of person who's going to be basing my buildings. Yeah. I but, think I'll have my buildings standalone for that reason. And that's a, another point is that all of those are on bases, so the bottoms are even tougher to get yeah. into, where, like, seeing what Tim did there with yeah. his and just, you know, blocking off that whole bottom, and it's yeah. just, hey, it's just out of bounds. You know, that's, a, I think, a yeah, really yeah. cool thing. What I would do though, if I if I redid these, is I'd probably do two thinner layers, <clears throat> pardon me, of uh, of the uh, expanding foam, okay. so that you could have like a two tier step up to the ruins. Uh, if you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or a one tier, and then the ruins were sort of extended out a bit, uh, just so you can fit more shit on there, because yeah. it's it's a bit of a pain in the ass. Like, luckily, there's enough sort of like knobs and shit hanging off it, and stones and stuff that you can sort of you can hook like a resin model off, yeah. off some of the angles at the off. moment. But yeah, you got to think about. I didn't really think about uh, sort of model placement on the right. on the rubble. That's at something all. that's always in my mind with terrain too. Yeah. Like I haven't yeah. built a ton of it, but it's always something when I see certain things and it's like, oh, that has mm. stairs, cool, but the stairs are going to be completely un un. Yeah, you can't stand on them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to look goofy when you have models that are just like kind of like, you know, they're like sort of <laughs> yeah. like all like sideways and look dumb, you know. Um, um, I think one thing about this table, too, that I'm sort of excited about and something that I want to test on it is uh, it's going to be in the same theme as my um, Mechanicum. And so it's going to be that sort of bone, bone Zana. white Xana, yeah. you know, Scoria, Xana sort of theme. And... Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to use this terrain as a way of learning how to weather because I don't do a lot of weather. You already know how to weather. Eh, I, but I don't, that's the thing. <laughs> Not um, bigger. I get bigger things. It's different, right? It's, it's hard to, yeah, exactly. For me, I don't like, um, I don't like the idea of going like, for instance, you know, having a Thanatar or something, a big expensive model. I've put hundreds of hours of work into this army. Like, I don't want her to start putting uh, stippling uh, weathering effects onto parts of it and then have it just look like fucking, oh, Jesus, what have I done? I just put like, I tw- spent 20 hours painting this thing and now I'm, now I fucked it up because I put it in a bad spot um, or I put too much on or I put too right. little on or, or whatever. But the terrain is a really, really good way for naturally learning how to do that. And then maybe actually learning how to do some oil effects too. Yeah, totally. So just having like these big, you know, big, big panels of, of the bone white doing the same way that I normally do it, but yep. then actually putting like some, some sort of like brown, like, Oh, I think the oil effects and... would be perfect in that terrain too. Like, you know, that factory kind yeah. of grungy yeah. thing is perfect for that, you know, oil streak effect. Totally. Um, and I'm hoping I can maybe 
do some fun glow effects too. Maybe some sort of heat glow effects. Shocking! You want to do glow effects, John? That's yeah, so I different. think that's my favorite thing with the airbrush. <laughs> <laughs> it's just doing like some kind of like neat like uh, like uh, heat based glowing of some sort. Um, yeah, I think also like um, with your Titanicus board i think also doing something like what tim was talking about of doing some geological features mm. whether it's with foam or whatever because then that way you you got like half of a 40k mars table mm-hmm. there or that could even just be like all it is is geological features yeah. so you're you're fighting in like the rad or something like yeah. that well and i'm trying to i'm in a I'm, I'm thinking about the titanicus and it's like one the thing that i'm most sort of unsure about is how I'm going to make this building, these buildings look like um, Mars terrain. Because it looks like they're city, they're city buildings. They look like they're from a sector of, you know, so I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to like, I think- how do I color them? Firstly, like, because I, I know I'm going to want to do a lot of red, but how is that really going to look on these buildings? I think you're going to have to do it like almost, you're going to have to do it. Like if you want to do it kind of Xana, I don't know if you want to do that. But oh, do the, it like the the Titanicus stuff is yeah. all going to be Mars. Okay, well then just doing something where you're I don't know, David. You feel like you look like you're on the you got something well, I, here. What I was going to say is if you're wanting them all to look like they're on Mars, try to avoid doing them exclusively red, but just try and make sure you use a filter on most of them once they're done to to give them a shading to. To, you know, I mean, like like uh, with most of those movies that you've ever seen, like if you've ever seen the movie Red Planet, Mars and everything has a very red filter on everything. Right. So even yeah. if it is a white, it's got a, a, a red, red color. Yeah. So that's what I was kind of trying to think is like warmer tones in general and, and not try because that's my thought. I'm like, well, I can do them all in red, but it's going to look kind of silly if every building is red. I need to have tones. I need to have tones that aren't red and that are but sort of have that sort of warmer reddish hue. I think any I think just the nature of those buildings and how they're the kit itself and how it's built is to whatever you do like whatever colors you're using is doing a base color like a dry brush and then hitting it with wet, like hit it with a filter and weathering and then So when you it. say a filter what do you mean like an ink? Um a filter could be like a glaze. That's what I would say yeah. just like take a color and thin it down like as thin as possible and, then and you're just over putting, it. like yeah, just like a, an ultra thin layer and let it dry and maybe do it a couple more times till mm-hmm. it's it's almost like you're going for like just an, a slightly off color. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've done that like once at the CK Studios course. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think you might just have to play with it. Like get a small yeah, get a small well. building and just fuck with it for yeah. a little bit and then once you nail it and all right, let's do another bigger model, make sure it works. Yeah. Yeah, run, and that, that you know, it. and and it's gonna be on a Mars mat. So I'm yeah. also gonna I have my rust weathering powder that I, I use on my Xana that'll be applied to the bases of everything, where it sort of looks like the bottom, you know, ten feet or five feet, or sort of have like a rusty sort of like uh, effect, like it's been blowing up against the sides of the buildings and stuff, right. which I think will add add a fair bit of uh, of um, you know character for sure. Character, yeah. So, oh, by the way, yeah. your Xana. And use what? What's that, sorry? Oh, your Xana looked phenomenal, by the way. Oh, thank you. I thought I thought you said use it. salmon. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. Well, I'm happy with salmon, that. if you think about it, salmon would be a good filter color. <laughs> that is true. But, you know, if you're... If, if it's, People would walk into the gaming hall and be like, "Oh man, this board fucking stinks." Stinks. <laughs> not, not like literal salmon. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> so, John, I think you. Oh, one more thing. Uh, one yeah, more thing, though. For uh, sure. 
when, when you build the, your table, something that I found on a few of my tables is I've built it and then I've played some games and then I've realized, oh, I need to add blah, blah, uh. blah. So I've added a few things. So it's usually just scatter terrain or yeah. just smaller terrain pieces. So yeah. that might be th- <clears throat> might be something worth, uh, like if you don't use, or, or, or if you've got uh, offcuts left over and shit like that, maybe keep them and then play a few games. Like it's been like, like I built a couple of tables and it was like months and months and months, like six months before I, I actually, actually played play a game on it myself. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this needs some like extra small pieces, <clears throat> that sort of thing. And that can also help you sort of build up terrain uh, for just the the terrain level as well. Yeah. yeah. And writing down so how you did thing. things. Like having, you, you know, your little black book, like uh, what David's got. I've got something similar. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just take photos of of, of everything. So Each every step, step that I've done, yeah, okay, for all of my shit, I've just taken photos. But I was doing that because I've got an idea of sort of doing some videos, like I was saying, and then just I just put up photos and then just fucking do like a, essentially a slideshow where I just show a photo and then I just talk some shit and then just go next one. And I then I I really stuff. love you to do those videos, but it, <laughs> but I'd love you to narrate them like the way that you narrate the commercials for a gangbang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm some crazy. Just all uh, like kind of chirped, like pepped up, like oh, and now you take the MDF and shape it like a kidney, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I think uh, I think John, you hit on a good idea there of talking about like some where people go for inspiration. So maybe do you want to start off talking a couple things where you go? So I think there's like, obviously, you know, I've listened to Tim talk a lot about sort of, um, you know, using our, our, our world, our universe as a, as a, you know, uh, as a template or like as, as for world. ideas, like our real world, our real universe. You can literally look at, yeah, cause at you can pictures of other planets. You can literally like, you can look at historic historical, uh, um, sites you could look at uh, like like lots of different things. You could look at just different different temperaments that, different of Earth, battles. different battles. Yeah. You could you could look to the black books for a lot of it. But uh, one of the things that I personally think is a really strong um, strong uh, um, uh, what's resource. the word I'm looking for? Resource or or inspiration, inspiration. for me is I, I play a lot of video games and I play a lot of uh, sci-fi games specifically, Ooh. and that is a huge. Um, you know, I'm thinking right now about, uh, artistically, there's a game I play called Titanfall that I'm really into and some of the multiplayer maps in that game are, it's artistically a beautiful game, but you can go around these maps when there's like, you know, you just launch a private game and you can go around these maps and you really can just get a ton of inspiration because it's a very, it's a, it's a sort of, it's a futuristic sort of like, it's it's modern it's but it's also very military it's military future it sort of yeah. is like it definitely blends with the in certain ways it can blend with that sort of aesthetic it's it's a very good inspiration um I'm military future five yeah. right now where it's like just even seeing like just seeing you know just just these like the a lot of this world war ii battles but it's 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 stuff that would work you know like there's one level that just has like this giant bridge through the middle of it and it's it's called like twisted steel and it's a bridge that's sort of like blown it's blown apart but it it looks really cool the geometry of it because they've done it so that it looks like it's just almost like this big like twisting like maw of like of metal because it's sort of like 
blown apart in a way that makes it look like very like striking from a distance. Okay. Like just stuff like that. Right. Like, um, and I, cause I look at like, you know, if I'm sure you, we've all seen the betrayal at Kalth trailer. Yeah. Or a betrayal at Kalth, the, the actual, um, forge world terrain. Oh, okay. Like that table they've done. Oh, the, the little hexes you mean? No, like, <gasps> the, like at forge world. Oh, the book for, oh for sorry. Book, for book, uh, or was like it? the display that they the built. display they oh. built. Well, yes, actually, I've seen it in person. That is that is like <laughs> to me that is the coolest, coolest thirty k display table I've ever seen. I think that that is without a doubt the coolest thing they've done. And I look at that and it's so just like, there's no way you motherfuckers aren't playing like some sci fi games and get some of your inspiration okay. from that because it's very it's very like yeah you know? dude. There's so many good fucking Zone Mortalis ideas in computer games. Totally. Like, um, there was a one of those fucking Jedi uh, Jedi games where you, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, where you play? You, uh, it was the latest series of like Jedi games. There's like there's one where they go to that planet where uh, of the you know those trade federation guys who yeah. talk with the oh, like the racist Japanese accent. You're talking about the Geno- no 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 yeah. no not those guys. The fucking the other guys. The um the guys who were like ah oh, the Jedi. Oh, took yeah, yeah, okay yeah. The, n- n- uh, what the fuck are they called? Uh, Numidians. Numidians. Yeah, yeah, Numidians. Like Numidians. Yeah, yeah, you go to the Numidian fucking uh, like homeworld, and those dudes are just the biggest pieces of shit. So naturally, their fucking whole world is just like endless like marble fucking floored mansions with just giant like they're they're just like total shit pieces. But they're they've got all these like giant golden statues of their dudes like holding spears and shit like that. It's like fucking it's so good. They'd be like perfect terrain for. Uh, uh, to make like a, uh, I've always wanted to make like a Zemo Talus. It's just like a super opulent fucking palace. Well, I think it runs through. Really like cool. I think movies are a big inspiration, totally. and one for a ZM table that I've always thought would be cool as hell to do. And actually, now that I'm thinking about how much chicken that you and Dino eat, we could actually make this possible. <laughs> is to save all those chicken bones, and we make an aliens. Type is, fucking uh, ZM yeah. table with all the chicken bones just lining the corridors. That would be, be so <laughs> that'd be so cool. <laughs> it's just like we've found an early uh, Tyranid nest or something so like that. Like. <laughs> yeah. But I think uh, like yeah, movies are huge. Yeah, you know whether it's sci-fi movies or you know album and, art. I've got like I've got like fucking some of the yeah. artists I listen to, some of the sickest art imaginable on the fronts of these things, and it's like a lot of it's just this Blade Runner inspired totally, like, yeah. sort of cityscapes that yeah. just look fucking. It's like damn, man. Even even the color palettes they use, it's very like totally. It's it, it, it gives me an inspiration for like the cool shit you could do. To, like, can you imagine if someone just straight up did like a Neo Tokyo thing where they they put like a sort of purplish pinkish hue on everything, where they just made it all look like it was like glowing in that Blade Runnery sort of yeah, like Neo to but they yeah they did they, it, they there did was shit like that airbrush. infinity yeah. yeah just go just search for infinity terrain like there is tables like that yeah there's like there's location yeah. oh yeah cool. for sure yeah man I think it's like whole companies that just sell Japanese like MDF the stuff that looks like you know yeah like it's from whatever John. magical Tokyo 
Next time you talk to John, he's just going to be in like this tight leather jacket or some like crazy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to look out. Sci fi. Outrun as fuck. (laughs) Still no hair to do a wacky haircut, though, but you know. I'll just wear a wig. Okay, that'd be cool. Skrillex (laughs) wig. You touched on it earlier, but Blanjitsu is always, uh, you know, something of inspiration for me. I've definitely stolen some Magos ideas from that. Like a couple, sometime last year year they did this like pilgrims um game yeah pilgrim yeah yep, yep. it was like this huge staircase i definitely 100 percent showed you this because it's where mm. i stole my magos idea from but it was like yeah hashtag pilgrim with a y instead, yeah. of, the, uh, instead of the second is it the first i or the second i, I pilgrim? i'm not too sure but it, it, as soon as you start one of them's a you know blanchets you like grim industrial stuff you know you've hit it but yeah it's just this huge staircase going up and like all these little mm. like every person that was invited had to build a completely custom made uh character and just like yeah man, oh it's a full cool gang stuff. yeah yeah, yeah it was i q28 uh check out um tor, i think it's tor mcgitter as well because that one is actually desert themed so it might be like um okay. hold on is it hashtag tr uh let me just check. Uh, yeah, I think it's Tom. I get it. T R R M E G I D D R, and that's like the Blanchitsu one that they did. I think that was the lot. That that was one that they did in Europe, and that was set on like a Mad Max style world. So everything's all like super deserty. Yeah, you need to scroll cool. up a little bit, but you can see there's tons of sort of rusted out terrain. Uh, mm. They they made some big foam tables where they just cut roads into foam and that sort of thing. Oh yeah, okay. You know, it'd be a real another really cool table is uh, and I, like this is another thing that other than the, the gold the gem on the beach sort of mat. touched on is like is a tank graveyard. <laughs> Like a yeah. like straight up a table oh, yeah, that is yeah. just like all, all these like rusted out hulks of tanks that were like ambush like like imagine like an Istvan table where you've got like. You've got like a sort of you know like getting full on, and you've got um, like sort of like some rocky, rocky, yeah, and and it, and it almost looks like they were like a convoy was coming through, and you yeah, just yeah. have all these blown out tanks that are like rusted out hulks that they got ambushed, yeah. like Iron Hands I tanks mean, or whatever. Whoa! I, well, of course it'd be Iron Hands tanks. That's 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 just fan baby. That's what happened. Shots fired. <laughs> I'm hurt. Yeah, you can you can even have it's just like a, a, a fact. Just like a. a if you put a like a Mars mat or some sort of uh, sort of dirt mat, uh, you can always do like in Battlefield Four. There was that abandoned tank factory that in Russia or whatever. Oh, yeah, totally. all the, yeah, all yeah. the tanks on there. Yeah, that was pretty cool too. For sure. Yeah, man. Well, like I think there's and and Google, like obviously Facebook groups, like that Necromunda train uh, builders. I get group a lot of my and, inspiration for the Necromunda shit because they use so much that sector mechanic. Yeah, and just dense, I, dense I really sure. wish the multi-level thing worked better in 30k. It's like one of those things that it's like I think it looks awesome aesthetically, but it's so so hard to balance in gameplay terms. It's like I always feel like yeah. it has to be limited, otherwise you're just like, well. The Mechanicum army auto wins. And, like, as someone well, who plays a lot of Myrmidons <clears throat> with photon thrusters, I've, I've personally been in, in fights now where it's like, this doesn't seem fair. I can just see everything, and I just sit up here and waste your whole army, you know? And you're, like, and you're blind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, well like, that, that's a good thing, because, like, like I've, I'm in the middle of, a uh, like, a Necromunda campaign, 
uh, Dominion campaign. We've got, I think there's like over 12 people in the campaign. And I've played tons of games, and I think I've only played one on what you would call like a traditional Necromunda-style table. Yeah. Like all the rest of them have been on ZMs or like a Shantytown-style arrangement, like Roidtown, uh, for <laughs> example, or Robbie, Robbieopolis, that's another Shantytown. Mm. Um, but yeah, so... And I mean, these have been the funnest fucking Necromunda games. Like, I think, like, I found that in those raised up gantries and stuff, even in Necromunda, as soon as one of your dudes up there, like, everybody on the table is just like, well, fuck that guy. I can just easily get a shot at that motherfucker and just always waste him. Right. Whereas in Shantytown Battles or Zone Metalis are like, way more fucking crazy. Like, just sudden, sudden short range gunfights. So, I don't know. Yeah. Just goes to share the spectrum of gaming is so crazy. I like a shanty town so. idea for a board, just like a yeah. um, like a, a refugee camp or something like that. Yeah, be... lots of fences. Oh yeah, there's a company that makes that. Uh, is it Deathray? I'm pretty sure Deathray. They have a uh, point. Yeah, got something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's, yeah, it's called Point Something or Other, and it's all like a whole shanty. For like a hundred bucks, you get like ten <laughs> little like favela style buildings. Sweet. Cool. It's like, who wants to play on a game and inflict the most maximum civilian casualties? All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just narco sharks, like from yeah. fucking Bad Boys 2. That's something I've been thinking about lately is like, can you work in... Because I, I saw someone, they were working on these dock workers in one of the chats, and I didn't really know what they were belonging to, but it was sort of this... Uh, Wondering if you could like work in, like paint up like a bunch of like civilians and just put them on the table. Just, just yeah. put like NPCs actual just and, and like well like they don't even have to interact but just like actual just as a part of the train like you just have these like humans that look like they're running away screaming or whatever <laughs> like just yep. have like twenty humans on the because t- I feel like it's one of the weird yeah. things about the game that we play is nothing is ever populated. It's always just like empty battlefields that everyone's already like left. Yeah, know? that's all reason for NPCs. Haven't you worked yeah. in sometimes or like you, the casualties of? Of events or whatever, of how many like oh uh, yeah, there's just like a people. running total there. That but that's just, like that yeah, I mean visually represented on the table. I okay, mean like yeah, the yeah. idea of like oh if you had twenty yeah. infantry scattered about, and it would kind of look like it put like it, you know, if they look like they're running away or something, like it would really look. That's what yeah, that's like an put them on there, and then you just have a, you just have a rule <laughs> where if 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 they're shot through, if somebody draws line of sight through them, basically or in that direction, yeah, yeah they just they just leave and run around and that sort of thing, yeah. Uh, it just it just adds extra shit into the game. Like, uh, there's rules for that in Necromunda. One of the scenarios has just underhive yeah, folk, and there's a table so for it. Like, like, we're gonna say you, goodbye to David. Yeah, here. David's gotta got go. a jet here. So, um, David, right. yeah, thanks a lot for for coming on. I appreciate your uh, always your uh, your insight into train and all things. Gaming. My pleasure, guys. Hobby. You guys have, have yourselves a good night. All right. All right, buddy. See you later, we'll talk right. to you soon. Peace out. Peace. Sorry, Jim. Continue. No, that's there. right. I should go as well. We okay. should wind it up. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I, I like I Tim. I really appreciate having you come on and give that's us right. some some insight. That's and good, yeah. you're always a uh, you know welcome invitation to coming on any single time. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to throw the gauntlet down right here. I think that we need to make an appearance on the Iowa Horse podcast at some point. I think that yeah, yeah, yeah to definitely. Happen. Yeah. I think, yeah, uh, yeah. We could. Can yeah, you can all come on. Uh, Michael's away for a little bit, so uh, you'll be able to. You'll definitely uh, be able to come on and say whatever you want. <laughs> I don't know about, about Michael that. specifically. 
his no, haircut. not about Michael. That I don't know what his haircut looks like, but just like, just like vaguely make fun of his hairdo, but like don't actually ever allude to what it is specifically. So maybe, maybe it's a mullet. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a skullet. Who knows? Maybe it's a, maybe it's an emo haircut. With Whatever long, his work tells him. It's like just blocks his one eye. Yeah, just the one eye bang, you know, just being blocked. Um, well, I hope I hope that you know some of our listeners got some some stuff out of this. I know I did, and, and listening to all these different tips and tricks that uh, David does and Tim, you do, and uh, in general inspiration. You know, I think that's what I've come out of it more than anything is just feeling more inspired to make a table. So. Yeah, well, I'm interested to see uh, what you come up with over the next... Uh, hopefully, you'll get one of them done for our next event in June. That's what I'm, I'm hoping that you're going to yeah, do. Yeah, I think I'll be able to get a... Uh, it might not be completely finished. I may not have everything, but yeah, I would like to definitely... At least the Titanic is stuff, so we can do some Oh, that'll post. be done by then. That has some to po- be. Yeah, I guess it does, <laughs> considering we're running an event in, yeah, exactly. in January. Yeah, so event. <laughs> it better be done. <laughs> Sweet, Tim. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and, uh, and Thanks, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to get you back on the cast uh, again, hopefully uh, not as <clears> early <throat> in yeah. the morning this time. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. No, this is, this is, uh, is not a bad time of day for me. Sweet. Well, we will uh, we will go back here to John and AJ in the future, and uh, we'll probably be closing out the show. So uh, <laughs> we will talk to you then. All right. Peace. See you guys. Peace. See you later, pump. Welcome back to the Boys of the Golden Throne. We are back to talk about a little rundown for the next event. A little bit of Titanicus. A little Titanicus. Titanicus. A little Bot GT Mini Titanicus edition. So, Johnny, this is uh, this is kind of your baby. So, I'm gonna I think take... it's our baby. It is you our know, baby, you, but you've definitely you've definitely been the one that's like we we got to do this. Let's get on it. Oh, so. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty simple. I mean, this was nowhere near as complex as a 30k rule set. Uh, so well, but... it's complex, but it's like it's or, more I, that I it's... mean, in terms of uh, <laughs> there's just not a lot of stipulations, and it's pretty simple. Yeah. So basically, it's more of like, hey, let's all get together and play Titanicus for sure. Exactly, and, and a structured way. But it's definitely not super in depth, like you know the royal flush and having all of our little extras and oh for sure all that kind of and know, it's not as Tim you would know, say it's not extra in a place bullshit. we can drink and there's there's going to be some some distinct differences but we we wanted to show some support for our local game club EG because they've uh, they've offered uh, they have to help us a lot us and they've supported us a lot every and single, support and they're yep. great like and. And I think we both have sort of wanted to, like, have an excuse. Because we talked for a while. We're like, oh, we'll go down there and play some 30K and show these 40K clubs what's up. But mm-hmm. now that <laughs> now that Titanicus is a thing. Just it's John like, out there making friends as always. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So January 12, 2019, um, we are having a Titanicus event called the Bocce Team Mini Titanicus Edition. Um this will be a two-round uh, event um, starting at basically 10 o'clock yep. till 5.30. Um, it will be, yeah, like I said, two rounds. Um, 
It's going to be 1,500 points. We're keeping it pretty basic. Uh, 1,500 points seems to be... I think it seems a good like that's probably ground. rather good, like standard. That's not a small game, but that's it's not a definitely big game. not a small game. I think I've I've heard any like anywhere between fifteen and um, seventeen fifty is seeming yeah, to be like, like the norm. Game. But honestly, I haven't heard of any other events. Like I'm sure there's been other events, but I could just look at the the way the 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 legios or or the. Uh, you know, the, how they're the built battle groups for sure yeah yeah you, so. you can't build certain ones without at least even 1200 points yeah a exactly yeah. so yeah it's uh it's 1500 points uh everything is in full effect you know um you're gonna have uh you, your legio traits for the two legios that have rules uh man everything that's in the rule book yeah. yeah you know mana pulls all that stuff um we will be selecting uh, the games and the uh, the games themselves uh, s- seem to tell you how many stratagems and stuff like that you can take. Yeah, so um, we'll just like the missions. You, you're referring to the missions. Yeah, the missions. Yeah. yeah. So we'll just we're gonna st- we still haven't played too many games. We're gonna play yeah. a game right after we finish recording here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're not into. We're gonna we'll pick whatever missions. So everyone's playing the same mission. And, uh, you know, we're using Warlord traits all, everything to get, uh, you know, will to be get a, a flavor of this, this exactly. game, the full flavor. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it, it comes all the same stipulations. We say 1,500 points, but 1,500 points really isn't what you have to take because Titanicus is different. You could pay, you could play 1,300 points and have an extra stratagem, like exactly. whatever, like, yeah. so... Uh, but yeah, um, other than that, uh, it is a $10 entry fee, uh, everything. 16 people max. 16 people max. And it is a kind of first come, first serve. It's first come, first serve. It is loyalist versus traitor. I believe right now we're at about 13 or 14 people. Um, it is not, so. Well, that have said that they're going to (laughs) come. The, Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. So we are generally, uh, fully painted. Uh, events, but because this is the first uh, Titanicus event, I don't think that we should create that stipulation. So, basically, painting is going to be weighed into the scores for your overall score, which is there's going to be yeah. If you prizes. if you show up with with a like a gray plastic army, you win all your games. You're not winning any prizes. There there there's going to be two prizes total which yeah. is going to just be best overall trader best overall loyalist and yeah. that's going to be and game, game points, points plus sportsman votes and then you know and you and get painting. bonus for painting yes so but we're not gonna you know originally i had the thought oh maybe we'll have some kind of like negative gameplay modifier for non-painted but i don't think that's necessary no it, it like to me this is this is kind of hey we're doing this it's more of get together let's play some games because a lot of people haven't played a lot of games like a lot the, at least the people that we've been talking to in our immediate yeah. area it's like they've had two maybe maybe three games like that's what we're yeah. pretty much at at this point um so you know it's more of hey let's just get together have a good time the ten dollar entry all of that goes oh, to prize support, prize support. And that's thanks to eg and all of the prize support will be titanicus specific so yeah um yeah it's uh it's gonna be just hey let's get together have some fun roll some dice the usual bot gt atmosphere Um, yeah and it's it you know it's one of those things where we want people to have fun uh we're not against competitiveness to a degree but we don't want 
people who are gonna be uh, rules lawyering and and bringing like the uh, the ultimate meta and like well, yeah, that's a- not what we're aiming for for our events. And if that's kind of what you're aiming to be like, that's probably not the event for you. And I think on that note, like it it, it is a new game, and we're we're all figuring out the exactly. point. So you know, I think there's there's gonna be a level of hey, you, you know, this might be only someone's second game or whatever totally. you know let's so let's you keep in, it chill face and you're just like oh i know this game already it's like <laughs> okay but yeah let's just let's keep it friendly because there this really will be a lot of people's second games this will probably yeah. be our third game fourth game uh, something like that yeah like my third game your fourth game yeah. um i barely know the rules as it is like <laughs> yeah. i'm very like terrible with them right now so we're gonna be playing both john and i are gonna be playing yeah. we're not gonna be sitting back and judging it so it's definitely gonna be i'm sure a lot of like hey does anyone you know it, it would be a group mentality i think yeah. in, in terms of rules and and things like that so um uh, the overall schedule show up for 10 o'clock is when uh everything games opens um registration quote unquote will be from 10 till 10 30 first game starting at 10 30 and we've given everyone three hours so first round is from 10 30 to 1 30 then we've got a little lunch break there is food in the area there's like i think we should just go to floyd's for for lunch maybe we can see if we can get a people are down we can just get a big table and then and uh, and talk about grabbing some beers after potentially too. Yeah, for sure. Um, that will actually be my last weekend of drinking for a period. So oh, are you doing I'll, a little break again? Yeah, I'll take like a probably a month or month and a half off. So oh, yeah. I kind of planned it just in case, you know, I didn't want to cut it off too early. I can't play Titans and not crush beers after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, second round is from 2.30 to 5.30 and then we'll do like a quick, little tabulation of uh some points and uh send everyone on their merry way um so uh the other the thing i i guess we should have said at the beginning uh location <laughs> everything games is uh 721 station avenue victoria bc uh so just look that Old up Langford. on uh, yeah, basically Langford, but technically their address says Victoria, but I know that's a lie. Yeah. You know it, I know it. We both know it. Um, the other thing, if anyone can help us out in terrain, uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, we've already talked to a few people, but if anyone is listening to this and they are coming and they got a Grandmaster box, just bring all your terrain. Just bring your terrain. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, and other than that, I guess scoring um zero points for losses one point for tie two for a win yep. one additional point for legio and two points fully for legio. fully painted legio wow. two points for uh sportsman vote if someone votes for you exactly. so that's how we're doing it and i am really looking forward to it i'm stoked to uh to just hang out at eg for yeah, a day and hang with rob and I'm pretty sure Rob's planning on playing, isn't he? I'm not sure. I hope so. He's got a bang. We'll see. Bang I mean, he's got to run the, He's got to run the store. He might have to run the store, but he's got lackeys for that. That's true. Anyway, we'll find out. But uh, it's going to be a fun little event. I'm super stoked to, uh, you know, help support EG when they've been so awesome for with us and have helped us out with all of our prize support going to... Yeah. You know, our second 
really our first event. <laughs> I hope so. by then I, uh, they they up, they release the uh, Titan upgrade pack. So I, can... I don't know, John. I I, I, I I think that the like I wish the Titans death is supplement was going to be coming oh, I, out I beforehand. Power oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. But I think like every, all of that stuff will go for pre-order on the weekend of the event. It'll be like <laughs> ultimate slap in the face. But if that happens, everyone should do their pre-order at EG. That's what I yeah. that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, uh I think that pretty much covers it. You got anything so. else to add? I do not believe so. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to doing some Titan Clash. So, Let's uh, let's end this short and sweet little segment and go and play some Titanicus. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Come join us. Welcome to the outro. It's always the saddest part of the show when we have to say goodbye. But it's also exciting because we also do announcements. Like? Like? Oh, God, now I don't have the show notes, and now I just messed it all up. So, um, So, yeah, of course, thank you to Tim and David for coming on and chatting about terrain. I hope you guys all liked it because I could talk to both of those guys forever <laughs> about terrain yeah. yeah i'm all excited for i just sk- love i just love tim tangents and and being able to be part of them because we both ramble so much it's <laughs> just great you you like it when your rambles just join together and yeah it's like yeah at the very tip at the Jesus. <laughs> so, of course, uh, you know, you're obviously listening to Eye of Horus, so I don't need to plug them. Uh, go check out David's events, uh, The Taking of Furyx. Go and take it, check out some of the pictures. I'm going to put some pictures into uh, the posting and the show notes for this uh, so you can see some of David's picks as well as uh, Tim's, some of his custom bitchin' terrain. Um, so go and check them out. Also, David's Investment Painting. If you... If you need, like, 40, you know, knights painted, David's your guy. Because that's all I see. That's all he does. That's all all I see David doing is just knights and terrain. But he actually sent me some pictures just today of of one that he's doing. It's the Mechanicus one. I'll show you afterwards. But it's a whole bunch of third-party bits. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Yeah, it looks dope. Just... It's just like sends, stepping and doing like a. Too. Like, <laughs> like, Yo, you're not supposed to talk about really those. Know, on. <laughs> like, half the time I get a message from him, like, I'll it's like, whoa, David, what is, is this going to be? It's a, one of three knight. things it's going to be a picture of a knight, a picture of some terrain, or, or a, a dick. Of his dick. <laughs> Maybe a picture of Garrow, his dog. But, you know, who knows? Uh, you never know. It's a gamble. It's I mean, like there was that one time where it was a dick pic, but the dog was in the background. We're <laughs> <laughs> just like, is that your dog? I think there there is that line in like Forrest Gump, right? It's like I don't know. I've never seen Forrest Gump. What? It's I. You know, it's too wholesome for me. Sorry. You've never seen Forrest Gump. I've seen I've seen parts of it, but I've never sat down and watched it. Now it does not seem like my kind of film. Oh man, how can it not be? <laughs> there's no big 
big dudes lifting weights. I don't all just that forest guy. He might run, but he's just got little twig legs. I can't watch a two-hour movie with some fucking twig leg guy. That's why the only movies I watch have the rock in them. Jesus. (laughs) Okay, I I, you just floored me with that. So, uh, you know. Check us out if you want to on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook, we are the boys of the Golden Throne. Instagram, BotGT30K. We have got our BotGT mini Titanicus uh, event coming up, as John just previously said, January 12th at Everything Game. So come and join us for that. And then we've got uh, the next big event for us is the BotGT 74th Annual deuces gone wild doubles event yep. so happening yep. june 8th and 9th in victoria bc yep. hitting up the legion again i can't wait new year i'm really gonna start getting into it we gotta get on the yeah. prize pour we've already got a whole bunch already we're also de- definitely gonna do like a little audio quip thing for oh, it yeah. which is gonna be awesome yeah it may or may not be done in girls gone wild style Oh, with the, oh, yeah. with the, with the Congo, like, drums yeah. in the background. Oh, I just got so excited. Oh, yeah, we're definitely doing that. <laughs> we're definitely going to get Greg on as a, as a voice clip. For, oh, yeah, he could be one of the testimonials. Totally. Okay, Greg. No, he, he'll be one of the girls. <laughs> like, hey. Hey. <laughs> oh, this is, this is great. Okay. <laughs> we have to, we have to definitely do that. It's happening. And then we have uh, also CK Studios uh, 102 class happening, Victoria, B.C., uh, July 12th, 13th, 14th. Uh, You can do either the three-day course starting on the Friday, which is doing a crash course like um, on or just like a a refresh on the 101 class before the 102, which is the two-day. So you can either do the three-day course or the two-day course. You can't um, do the one day only. Is that the, no, is that the case? I don't okay. believe. Uh, I'm not too sure that I'm not going to speak find, for them. We should find that out, or we should Shit. at least ask them because I think there's going to be a lot of people who want to know that. Just the one. Yeah. Okay. Well, if they do want the 101, there is the 101 happening Maybe in Vancouver there. the weekend before. Uh, so you can contact Cat about that, and Justin from the Independent Characters is mm. uh, doing that. Who might be coming as well to our place, and nice. a Don from the Independent Characters might be coming up to the 102 mm. in Victoria. So all know of all excited, all exciting things to happen in 2019. So I think uh, I think if that's it for me. I, do you have anything else to add? That's it for me. All right. Well, join us next episode for our closeout of 2018 year in review. It will be a festive episode, so get your... You're not so silent night, baby. Oh, yeah. Not so silent whatsoever. <laughs> Make sure your volume is not turned up loudly when you start listening to the next episode, is all I have to say. It's going to be aggressive sex noises all over the place. Whoa, yo. <laughs> You're not supposed to just let it out like that, man. you got to keep, keep some secrets behind, behind our craft. You know, they don't need to know all of it. <laughs> all right. Well, it's hugs and kisses from me. Hugs and kisses. Let's land this big, Johnny. Peace. Peace.
Ouais. Ouais. 